On this week's episode of the podcast, we find out how many pickled pigs, pig's feet Lance can eat buka, buka, buka. in under five seconds. Welcome to my party. We're just getting started. A life is a dream. It is Friday night in Phoenix, and you're all locked into the Absolute Geek Podcast. The best damn podcast in all the land. Uh, my name is Matt. My name is Lance. And I'm JP. JP. That's Jip. Jip. What is going on, <laughs> gentlemen? Nothing much, man. I was uh, messing with, uh, I put our fuck, uh, Instagram tags under our names there. Do you guys see that? Ooh. Oh, yeah. I know. Fancy, fancy. <laughs> Do I click it and I go to Instagram or something? No, no, I'm not that fancy. Come on, oh. man. What do I look like? You click Elon? it and it takes you to a secret website where there's a picture of Lance just doing the Costanza. It's it's my variation of two girls, one cup. That's nice. where it takes you. That's a great show. My my rendition. It's like karaoke, but for porn. Shit porn. <laughs> Shit porn. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, geez. I think it's going to be that kind of night, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, I It's just that. one <laughs> Argentinian boy in a brick oven pizza. And he's eating it shirtless, just covered in butter sauce. That's the picture. Have you seen uh have you seen that reminds me have you seen that Tom Segura commercial for his tour like a couple years ago where he's making fun of Burt Kreischer? And he's got he got like some six hundred pound dude and put Burt Kreischer's face on it like a what do they call that? Deep fake. And he's eating like a bucket of chicken wings and he's got grease come down his shirt and shit. J- JP, you know you know Tom Segura. Please tell me. I'm thinking he's in a band. No, no, he's a comedian. No, he's a comedian. He's got a funny podcast with Burt Kreischer called Two Bears, One Cave. You know who Burt Kreischer is? I know neither one of those. The Machine. The Machine. The machine is. You one are the comedian. Machine. <clears throat> I know one comedian. It's Brian Regan. Oh, yeah. yeah well, then cool. you need to. Oh, Lance has got a visitor. Can you get the fuck out of here? <laughs> <laughs> you need some alpha brain oh hey what the, why the fuck aren't they our sponsor right <laughs> alpha brain i don't have that i have beta brain well- I, I have beta brain do you feel like that stuff works for you lance no fuck it doesn't no it, dude, it just makes me feel like unless they start paying, unless they start paying me for it then it'll work <laughs> so jip jp's been gypped jip's been gypped he doesn't have the alpha brain I don't, is that I a politically brain. correct term now? Gypped? I think so. Not is, it, jabbed, is, it not, is it not from the word gypsy? Oh, that wouldn't offend anybody. G- gypsy is not PC anymore. Gypsy when is considered a slur like a year ago. And then, nah. Yeah. Gypsy is now a slur. We have jitneys that drive us around where I'm at. Do you guys have jitneys? that? Jitneys? Jitneys. as cab drivers. No. We we'll be lucky if we see wah, a cab. Wah, wee, wah. <laughs> We're lucky if we see a cab. See, we have we have driverless cars out here. Do you guys have those? Yeah, when people jump out of them, that's driverless. We don't. Have oh no, cars. they're everywhere, dude. If you're in Phoenix, they're everywhere. Really? Just some car will drive past you with nobody inside. It's fucking iRobot and shit. Oh, <laughs> the oh, machines. Man. They're gonna take over. It's not a Tuma. <laughs> Get to the chopper. They don't have that kind of shit in Ginzer country. 
We don't. <laughs> we drive ourselves. Oh my gosh. We have more. We drive hours. our pickup trucks with our camo hats with our bush light cracked open. And when we and run out of gas. Cup. When we run drive. out of the gas, oh, we get the horses. Yeah, there you go. We yeah. have Amish all over the place. We don't have F we have F one fifties, but more Amish buggies than F one fifties, so Oh yeah, there's there's we wear our Ram t shirts and we go to the Kennywood. <laughs> Dude, we, we, do go we to are so... We like that there, Kenny Woods. <laughs> we like Kenny's Woods. In Arizona, we are so like... We we don't even understand what a cab is. They they have the yellow cab company, and they're all green. The cars are green. <laughs> it says yellow cab company on the side. <laughs> Oxymoron. <laughs> Jesus. And no one once ever was like, oh, that's not right. <laughs> that oh, they're well, not we, right. We, we bought the wrong trucks or the wrong cabs. Oh, well. <laughs> So we got a sweet out. deal on green cars, but it costs too much to change our company name. We can't paint. run on green paint. <laughs> yeah, they're all green Priuses. I think there's like kind of a green energy. Might be that reason they're green. People yeah. think they're green. But what are we talking about tonight, Matt? Oh, man, I just want to tell everyone real quick. Once we start the show, go check out last night's episode of uh, Absolute Game of Nerds. I think that was like their best episode ever. What they I talk about? Because on, I was on it. Me. Oh, is that why? That was on. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was going to be a Grail tale for the three of us because Matt just, you know, like me, hate bought his Grail, and uh, so you we hate bought you hate bought his Grail. He what hate bought it? his Grail. I hate bought my Grail. Uh, back I that mean you reluctantly buy like something. Emotional support Grail. Yeah, <laughs> we weren't in a positive place when we bought. No, them, so. yeah, no, and I had instant remorse, buyer's remorse. But yep, same book, same book, six months apart. So we were going to have an episode about Grail Tales, but uh, Rohan and I got tagged by Lunch Money Comics to make a top five key video. So we did our top five last night. I did mine, Matt did his, and Rohan did his, and we uh, did it live last night. So. Bro, get that tag video out of the way, and that was we had fun. Why didn't you so, call the po podcast Grail Tales? That's fucking there awesome. Is one day. Oh, there is one. There's a place. It's called. There's a podcast called Spec Tales, and they do a Woo! Grail Tale every week. Well, that's not as cool as Grail Tales. Grail Tales would be cool. We could. We you could can do. A dun 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 dun. <laughs> you guys should listen. Spec Tales has a cool like intro. A hurricane. <laughs> but yeah, Grail Tales would be a nice little little nickname for that. Here in Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's it got? Town. Something race car airplanes. Amish buggies and airplanes. Is that a Green Day song? No, that's DuckTales. <laughs> what the fuck? Duck, what the fuck? the fuck? You're not that tales. old, dude. You're not yeah. enough people that they tales. rebooted it. <laughs> I didn't watch DuckTales. I was too busy getting some ass back then. Oh my gosh, dude. What were you like? Oh sick? my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Uh, how how old are you, JP? You're only a few when years old. When he says older, ass, right? he means the donkey that his dad made him walk behind to hold the plow. Where I live, the men are men and the sheep are scared. Okay. <laughs> oh, geez. Oh my gosh. Yep. yep. And that's how we got COVID. Da -da -da. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, what happens at deer camp stays at deer camp, right? Damn right. 
That does not leak deer camp. Mm -hmm. It's called deer, deer camp. The Yoop. The oh. second week of deer camp, and all the guys are here. I'm right. only about five years old than you guys, so it's not by that. Yeah, point. I was going to say, DuckTales is like your era, dude. I'm pretty sure. What is it? It, it I'm was pretty like sure it came out before. No. Who did it? No. I didn't. I did not watch DuckTales. Quick Wikipedia lookup. DuckTales. One of our four listeners. Has anyone seen DuckTales? 1987. <laughs> 1987. So I was two when that came out. So it's more your era than it is my era. I was 15 when it came out. No, you said you're only four years. No, I was I was probably 10 when it came out. Yeah, yes. perfect. He had just discovered slapping the ham. He had better <laughs> things to do than watch DuckTales. Well, I was told that my uncle said if you do it more than a hundred times, you go blind. So like by the end of the weekend, I was at 99 and I had to call my uncle and I said, uncle, what's going to happen if I go over a hundred? And he said, he said, stop right now. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we were told that we would grow hair on our palms. Have you guys ever heard that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's funny. He could Just like you were it. told, if you touch your toe and you get warts. Yeah, right. If you touch your toe, you get warts. If you, if you touch a toad, you'll get. Oh, if you hair. touch a toad. <laughs> I said, if you touch your toe, I'm like, so you don't wash your feet. You don't wash them. You, you don't, don't wash them. No, nope. <laughs> with some Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> What's up, Maxie? You were taught weird stuff. You don't wash your feet. Oh, my wife no. gets upset because I'm always telling my kids, like, you're too close to the TV. Get I was told that that's not a don't... thing. I'm like, well, it's been a thing for 20, 35 years that I've been I was told, told my you don't tug on out. Superman's cape. You don't spit into the wind. <laughs> you don't spit. pull the mask off the old Lone Ranger. You don't spit into the, the... wind? Yeah. Okay, I heard you don't pee into the wind. And you Either don't way. mess around with Jim. You don't mess with the wind at all. Just yeah. don't mess with the wind. <laughs> Anyways, tonight... On the podcast, we're supposed to be talking about uh, all kinds of stuff. A little bit of Titan stuff, a little bit of uh, man review of Mandalorian, Ted Lasso, a little Indiana Jones news, a little Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles news. We're going to cover a little bit of everything Little. Tonight. A lot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, we're excited little, about it. Like I'm excited leader. to talk about it. Yo, did John Wick 4 come out this week, today? It did. It came out Mother today. Motherfuck, JP. I saw it last <laughs> night. It's I didn't know it was coming out this weekend. I just yes. saw all three of them over on TBS or today. whatever it was. Today, that's why we're not reviewing it on the podcast, because it came out today. Oh, fuck. I got to see it tomorrow morning. But tomorrow is first day of fishing season, so I, I don't know if I can get there in the morning. First day of fishing season? Yeah, it's youth 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 day tomorrow. I'll take the kids out. Fish. Look at JP. You, he's you just have a, youth fishing? He's just in, an every dad. Like, can't just, you just walk out on a frozen lake and drill a hole and fish? I've done that before. The fucking the ice moves when you're ice on it. Fishing. It's kind of fucking scary as hell. JP's oh. superhero name is Every Dad. He goes That's to right. fucking dance competitions. You call me ED. To... Just call ED. me ED. He's ED. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I think that's how you don't become a dad. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> He's ED, but not that ED. Just <laughs> slightly ED. You're all weak, oh. folks. <laughs> <Da -dun -dun. laughs> all right. Oh. 
Well, now that we all know that uh, JP has ED, let's get into <laughs> a little bit of geek dude. <laughs> Uh, nice. I think that needs to be. <laughs> there needs to be a period in between that. That's what she said. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> what she said to me. JP, have you even noticed that I changed your name? Oh, I just thank you. <laughs> you say rhyme. <laughs> Damn you for getting He's all cheese, all chuckling over here. <laughs> Ed. Ed. When you think I'm Ed? Head to head. Uh, oh, there you go, buddy. I changed the back. Oh ED? man. Uh. JP has ED. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man. Oh, what the news. fuck is it's wrong with us? It's on it's the on ticker. ticker so it, it happens whenever you get old. I tell you that right now. When you're five years older, you'll see the same thing I'm seeing. Nothing. We we have a shirt, JP, on on the website that has like all of our like sayings mm-hmm. i'm honestly thinking jp has ed needs to go on that shirt no, I think it's like the logo as... like it's like a word art thing I, I like it yeah jp has ed needs to go on there's uh pizza hut has a brick oven pizza is on there yeah i saw that earlier there's a uh, batman's root i think is on there or something <laughs> wrong long there's room for jp has ed i like J- jp nothing but the tip max says <laughs> <laughs> oh man what the fuck is wrong with us it's friday night in phoenix arizona hey are you giving a sneak peek there Matthew? well you loaded the slideshow oh, was it backwards <laughs> oops Look at that beautiful picture that Matt made. <laughs> All right. Geek news. We're going to start off with Titans. It's Titans. Titan- Titans released a new concept art for season four, part one. Um, actually, it'd be part two. Yeah, because it's the four. second half of the season. Offering fans a unique behind-the-scenes look at early designs for Tim Drake's Robin costume. Shared on the official Titans Twitter account, the post featured uh, Jay... I can't even pronounce his last name. Liquazamo. Tim Drake as Robin beside the final concept art for the new Robin suit. Additional images showcased the hand-created character. Engineering had its finalized uh, certain aspects of the new Robin suit, like utility belt and textures and breastplates. The first look at like, whatever suit as Robin was released alongside the Titans Season 4 Part 2 trailer. It looks cool. <clears throat> Yeah, it looks very isn't much it, like the... Isn't the same to, suit that... uh The same suit the same suit that Jason Todd wore, pretty much? No, the cape is different. Is the cape different? Mm-hmm. But, like, for the most part, it's too. the same, right? Oh, it's But, I not. mean, most of the Robin costumes were all identical. When I saw this, I thought, like, it was a cross between Chris O'Donnell and Jason Todd. And Damian, Damian Wayne kind of has that cape too. Damian Wayne has the hood on his. Instead of a cowl, he's got a hood. But I like this kid as Tim Drake, though. It, it's a shame that the show's ending. Yeah, well, that's James Gunn's DC. Season season two. Two. I, I just don't understand why this, this can't. Oh, did you? I I just don't understand why this can't be an Elseworlds thing. Like uh, just the other shit. 
And I mean, it's sad because it's one of their better things they're putting out along with Doom Patrol, but all good things must come to an end, right? Doom Patrol, you got to admit, though, like the first season was great and then it just kind of tapered off a little bit. Yeah, I haven't watched Doom Patrol in two seasons. Like, I just have you? I lost all interest. The first season was phenomenal. Kind of like love that first season. The Flash, I lost all interest in that, even though it's the last season. I tried to watch one episode of the new, like the first episode of the new season. I was like, God, this show sucks. <laughs> I was like, how did I even make And now they're like brought, I don't understand. They're, they brought in Red Death, which is a character from um, Bat or from Dark Knight's Metal. And so it's not even really a Flash villain. He's a like, Elseworlds version of Batman as the Flash. So I don't understand why he's in this show, but whatever. Because well, it kind of looks like we're getting already ran through the Flash's rogues gallery and killed everybody off. Have you seen the McFarlane toys for the Flash movie? There's one that kind of looks like that. Yeah, it's no, it's a different Flash. It's different. I don't like one suit, the main one that they were showing. I don't, I don't like it. What for the flash? Yeah, the weird face. Yeah. Um but uh you, you know what I'm talking about? No. I didn't see those yet. Figures and there's one where his face looks weird. I can't of course I can't find it now. On that note. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what here. It's share screen. Are you can okay? So share, share screen. Oh my gosh, share your screen. It's this one right here. Oh, but it, you can tell it's an old Batman suit. So we we saw this in the trailer, but his his face is fucking weird, dude. But isn't he was supposed to be given that costume from Bruce from um for Bruce, but the uh, Keaton version, right? Yeah, you can tell that's the Keaton logo right there. The circular part. oh yeah it's right over top of the fly okay i see it. yeah he spray paints it i just mcfarland toys the, are yeah. mcfarland toys are typically like known to be like really good toys and like some of this just kind of sucks i haven't heard much about this movie recently oh that's flash that's gonna be awesome yeah, we're just talking about the toys right now. Like, uh, obviously, like this is just the toys, but McFarlane kind of let me down with these ones. But the way JP was talking about it, it was like they were like the most amazing toys ever, and I think they just kind of sh- shitty. Like anything McFarlane touches is great. This is different McFarlane, dude. It's the same. No, it's, it's the not. same. It's Todd. It's the same McFarlane. No, but he doesn't create the toys. It's like just his name on it, right? He draws them. It's, it's just a company that McFarlane you know, Toys is is Todd McFarlane. McFarlane. Is Todd McFarlane? Yes. Do you know how you many live in Arizona? Do you know how many of you these live toys in Todd I country? Have and I didn't know that. <laughs> you're you're you, gone. I think you have BD <laughs> brain <Yeah>. damage. <laughs> McFarlane McFarlane is a popular name. I just never put two and two because they make. Dude, he uses the Spawn logo pretty much is on the toys. I'm ashamed to be in a podcast with you, Lance. <laughs> and this is coming from a guy who doesn't even read comics. 
you have at least read a comic in the last three months, three years. <laughs> three months is more than yeah, I've they read. Make them, they make them right here in Arizona. Good Jesus. night. I think McFarland drove right past your house and waved to you. And look at that. The logo is a Spawn logo. I never noticed that. Jesus Christ. I've given this guy a lot of my money and not realized it. (laughs) (laughs) He bought his last house. (laughs) They don't make... No, the the Marvel Legends are Hasbro, right? Yes, Yes, and that's not a real name of anybody, just so you know. (laughs) Yeah. It might be. It might be someone's last name. Why? Why can't Hasbro be a last name? Because I think it's um, a combination of names. So, so I so one toys. better. It's two people's last name. Exactly. But so you're name. double dumb. <laughs> oh, you are double your pleasure. <laughs> oh, we're uh, dumb. We are dumb. <laughs> no, I just think it's you. <laughs> yeah, I never. I. There's lots of people. I mean, Seth McFarlane, Todd McFarlane, McFarlane. Hasbro toys. I there were three different people. An abbreviation from Hasenfeld Brothers, who Hasenfeld Brothers, who are the ones that started the toy company. Yeah, but they make the Marvel toys, right? They make the Marvel. And Kenner makes the Star Wars. Kenner, Kenner is Hasbro. They get bought out. Or bought or bought by them. Hasbro owns Kenner, Milton Bradley, uh, the Monopoly one. Who, who makes the Monopoly one? Parker Brothers. Yeah. And who else does the Hasbro Kenner? And who's the other one? Mattel. Damn, you don't even get the respect Mattel, from my wife and the chat. Mattel's she not had, Hasbro. Mattel. She had to text me to be like, Lance is Lance is interesting tonight. Who said that? My wife, she won't even like message in the te- chat. She had to text me. Oh, she doesn't want me to know that she secretly likes me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. She just wants to. She just wants our relationship to be. She just I make fun of Lance back saying, <laughs> saying thanks for calling me out. <laughs> Does Hasbro make those really good Ghostbusters toys? I think McFarland does. <laughs> That'd be Todd McFarland. Todd, not Seth. Or Jimmy McFarland. Well, my point before you guys started fucking tearing my ass open here was uh you need a tampon. No, it's already gaping open. You, <laughs> you need a tampon, normally man. normally McFarland makes really good looking toys, and I don't think those toys look really good. Yeah, he shit the bed. He doesn't make them though. It's his name on it. He helps. He has his own sweatshop. What are you talking about? Yeah, he designs them. He's a very. He designs watch every like single his, one. If you ever yeah. watch like his Facebook, like stuff, he's very involved in like the he designing of the figures of and making sure that the figures are accurate and that they come with accurate stuff. And well, he shit the bed on these ones. They're anatomically correct. Yeah, his spawn is like got a just like nine inch cock. It's a massive dong. Yeah. Speaking of dongs, no one warned me how many wangs would be in everything, everywhere, all at once. Just so you, uh, thanks for that one, everybody. You told me to watch that show. I haven't seen many wangs, that many wangs in one place. There's a there's a lot of wangs in that movie. Yes, when she gets, he, one dude gets beat with dildos. I was watching with my kid. Oh, you're and I'm like, you're upset about plastic wangs? 
Yes, it, the movie was fucked up. The butt plugs. Oh my god, <laughs> I did not expect any of that shit. Holy fuck! I'm watching it with my kid. Thanks God. Thank God he's he's over here telling us about how Amish people procreate with outsiders, and he's all worried about <laughs> some butt plugs and some rubber wangs. They never brought those in. The Amish don't bring in butt plugs or dildos. No, they just put their, their women in burlap sacks. Sack. That's better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so covered. I did not expect that. I thought that was a good movie. Excuse me, madam. Will you procreate up. with me? Pardon me. I would like you to take to take you to my fornicating shed. <laughs> I built myself. <laughs> I we'll built set the mood with myself. some wheatgrass. <laughs> Listen to my horse chomp on his grass. Look at his All horse right. cock. <laughs> uh, his horse cock. Oh my gosh. Moving on. Lucasfilms has reportedly pulled the plug on its plans planned Indiana Jones series for Disney plug Plus or plug. at the direction of the Walt Disney Company Pulled itself. <laughs> According to trusted industry insider Jeff Sneeder uh, of Above the Line and Hot Mike, Lucasfilms Indiana Jones series is no longer moving forward at Disney Plus. Uh, what's more, Sneeder has received word from Disney has told Lucasfilms to focus on its Star Wars projects for the time being. This would not only explain the axing of the Indiana Jones show, but also the so-called cancellation of Lucasfilm's Disney Plus series Willow after a single season. Thanks, Max. We don't need any more Indiana Jones. We don't even need the new Indiana Jones movie that's coming out. If it's better than the last one, sign me up. But my faith... Dude, they have to do most of it. It tells me it's not going to be. Ford is so old. Just don't do the fucking alien thing again. Jeez, that last movie. He's somehow still fighting Nazis. It's 2023. He's still fighting Nazis. Well, to be fair, the German, the All Quiet on the Western Front movie is all about like, so Nazis are very, they're still very interesting, I guess. Yeah, at least it stayed true to its timeline. Right? He never really fight the Amish. Yeah. I don't understand why he's going to fight Nazis still. You almost fight electronics every day. I mean, Kanye West still has a top 10 record, so. <laughs> Did you guys see every Everything's Quiet at the Western Front? I haven't seen it yet, no. But I was watching uh, Jimmy Kimmel um, uh, segments, and Seth Rogen was Jimmy on there. Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel watches you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Seth Rogen was on there, who was in The Fable. <laughs> the, the, Steven... <laughs> the, the Steven Spielberg movie, <laughs> Fablemans. And he was saying it's kind of ironic that we created the most Jewish movie ever and we kept getting beat out by the most German movie ever at the Oscars. <laughs> He's like, I think that's a hate crime. <laughs> oh, man. I heard it's pretty br- brutal, that movie. What, the All Quiet on Western Front? All Quiet on the Western Front, yeah. It lo- from the trailer I saw, it looks beautiful, so I'm going to have to give it a watch. Somebody, I, I was listening to a podcast this morning, and someone said it was brutal, like like they couldn't sleep at night, or they couldn't sleep after watching it, or, or something like that. Oh, really? So, yeah. So it's got me intrigued. What was the movie that came out a couple years ago that was like all one shot, Matt? That was like that war movie. Nineteen twelve. Nineteen seventeen. Nineteen seventeen. That movie was fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> What's 1912? Where did I get that from? I don't know. You're just like, oh, it's an old 1812 thing. was a war, but 1917, well, 1914 and 1917 was World War One. 
It's a, it's a you guys just find involved. you guys just find stupid shit to make fun of me. Five years off, you fuckers. <laughs> it's, not it's not finding it's stupid not, shit. It's, it's like literally World War II out of your mouth. Sixteen hundreds. You were literally fucks. spewing shit out of your mouth tonight because that makes interesting I radio. Talk. You fucks. Con McFarlane <laughs> and the McFarlane toys are not the same. They're very There's different. Seth McFarlane toys. Hey, yeah, I did not say it as fucking adamantly as that. It wasn't like I'm the fucking knowledge on this shit, and you guys all fucking, you know, sit in the corner. That's how and I felt. Have an article to fucking research it on or something. <laughs> no, and I took your guys' word for it. Thank you. You should. Yeah, I fucking everything we say, you should take our word for it. No, 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 no. <laughs> Maybe Green Day is not the best man ever. Favorite movie, Lance Titanic, and that's why you're thinking 1912 because that's when the Titanic sank. Oh, I didn't know that. I forgot that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what I was thinking. The yeah. Titanic. But was Thanks, 1917 buddy. a brutal? Was that a brutal movie? <laughs> Night, what? Was, Hold on. Which was, that, was brutal? Was that a brutal movie? Like 1917 is beautiful. Like that that movie is gorgeous. Brutal. Like I'm talking the yeah. opening, the, the the scene in RoboCop when he gets caught by um, the guy from the 70s show and he blows off his hand and then they shoot him up. That's a brutal scene. Like it sounds as though that movie All Quiet on the Western Front is brutal like that or worse. So I was curious if 1917 well, is like that. 1917. Hey, listen, you, you listen, you dumb shit. It's 1917. Listen, you don't talk to JP like that. He's got a medical condition, all right? I mean, hey, I'm just returning the favor. <laughs> hey, Lance, maybe if you took your alpha brain before we had a podcast, <laughs> you, you would took, know that. Uh, I took this and an Adderall, and I'm still fucking stupid, guys. That Seth MacFarlane is not <laughs> still the fucking stupid. Toys. It's Todd. I'm still fucking stupid. Alpha brain and Adderall. I took a, I took a eight ball, a speed ball of you, alpha you brain coke? and Adderall. <laughs> no, what do they call it when they fucking? I don't know, fucking dude. I, I didn't do drugs. Smoked pot. That's it. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! I think I, I am able to fix my condition. All I remember, Max is saying nineteen seventeen isn't super. <laughs> the cure for ED. Woo! Red lightsaber. Red rocket. <laughs> uh, Max says nineteen seventeen isn't a brutal movie. I couldn't remember honestly, but I do remember there's an awesome plane scene. <laughs> Breaking news. Um, but that's a great movie, dude. You should you should watch it. I, I'm not. It might I got that in my list of when I'm done reading comics, I'm gonna watch that movie. So he was never gonna watch it <laughs> because he's never gonna read a comic. He's never gonna finish a comic. He, if I'm not mistaken, Matt, that I, movie's all one shot, isn't it? Like one. I don't know. I've never shot. I've never no seen it? it. Yes, mm -hmm. Save It Private Ryan. That that is brutal. That opening of Private Ryan. Yep. Have you seen Hacksaw Ridge? I like the opening to Saving Ryan's Privates. <laughs> that was a good one. That's a brutal opening. And we're full I like circle. The Last Girl That's Scout. Cool. Anyone seen that one? <laughs> the Last Girl Scout. <laughs> that sounds like some, uh, something would get you landed in jail, JP. It was the name of the movie in the porn in the back section of Starflix. So <laughs> I didn't make it, but um, the, you haven't seen Hacksaw Ridge, JP. Mm -mm. Hacksaw Ridge is a I saw, um, awesome movie. Andrew Garfield. Movie with Private Powell. Private Powell. 
private pal. Is this a jelly donut pal? Pal? Oh, the fuck full metal jacket. Donut? Yeah. Full oh, metal full metal jacket. Full yeah, metal, that's a yeah. fucking cool movie too. The movie that's only good for like the first 20, 30 minutes of it, and then you turn it off. That has uh, Kingpin once, in it, doesn't it? Once they actually go it's to Vietnam, awesome. you're like, all right, I'm yeah. done. Yeah. Hey, watching. My buddy could recite the entire first half of that movie verbatim. It was Is hilarious. that Stanley Kubrick? Yep. Yeah. Clockwork Orange. Good movie. Yeah. I've seen that. Lance needs a better camera angle. I need to turn the contrast down on my TV because of the glare. <laughs> Fuck you. I normally wear a hat. Actually, I don't have one now. Oh, well. That's why I wear a hat. Are you bald, JP? I don't even know. I will not say. JP's got more. I can't have ED and be bald, and that would be like the worst thing in the world. I might as well be blind in a wheelchair. It's a secret. But yeah, back to Indiana Jones. Um, Who the fuck? Old people. Yeah. I'm kind of, I don't know. I I think that it's going to really hinge on fuck, but part of me is like, God damn it. Why focus on more Star Wars? Do we really need more Star Wars? Like, they are tanking Star Wars hard right now. I don't think they're doing more Star Wars. I think they're just how was they're Star Wars just tanking? focusing on making. Oh, what we'll they talk have about better. it when we get to our Mandalorian review. Okay, as I just we, watched it. So, do you think they're focusing on what they're what they're what they are already coming? Because they've canceled a ton of Star Wars projects. Do you think they're just focusing on what they have to make it better? I think at this point they don't even know what they're doing. So we used to make fun before George Lucas sold star wars to disney um we used to make fun of because his idea was the mitochlorians or something like that that he was going to focus what is it called midichlorians yeah but then somebody was actually like breaking down like what the whole story what the whole trilogy would have been and dude it sounded way more fucking awesome there's a tiktok video on it than what disney did and i'm trying to figure out why they didn't just go for that it was like something to do with like han solo and Leia have kids and Luke also has oh, a yeah. kid. Yeah, yeah that was the, the stories extended universe. No, that was the uh the movies that came out um in the nineties with uh Grand Admiral Thrawn. Um Han Solo and Leia had twins and Luke was training them to be Jedi. And that's where his wife Mara Jane came from that. I forget the name of those books, but it was called like Yeah, it was Air like the, the Empire the extended universe, the books. But they were never canon until right. now. Right, yeah. Well, I don't, they're not technically they're not canon, canon now. Right. Some, some of them they're taking bits and pieces from them, but yeah. But I don't think they were even extended universe. I, I guess you can call yeah, you're right. I guess you would call it extended universe for anything not but is that no extended universe I would think would be in the same universe, just extended stories. Like DC well, like extended the Joker universe. Story. Right, but that's canon, whereas this was never considered canon. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't use the word would... extended. Extended universe. Extend extended would mean part of. It's an extension. They call it legends. Legends. Yeah. I don't know. I was hopeful they would were were gonna make those seven, eight, nine, not the ones they made. That'd have been really cool to have those ones made. So now they're slowly with Ahsoka, that series. I think Admiral Thrawn, the blue guy, will be in the in the upcoming Ahsoka movies or Disney Plus show. Um, Mm -hmm. You'll probably see Mara Jade in there. I think uh, that that will be the direction that Dave Filoni and John Favreau will take things going forward because 
seven, eight, and nine were just horrible. Almost not as bad as one, two, and three. So they, they he just fucked up his own universe. So it's kind of like watching the Matrix and then watching Matrix Revolutions and and what was the second one called? Revolutions and the third one. What was it called? And Matrix. You're live on the air. What was it called? Fuck. Re- I can't remember it, but Revolutions it, it, and Resurrection or something? Erection? I don't know. Was it called that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I think we've hit our quota for dick jokes tonight, gentlemen. Yeah, we have nine viewers now, so we cannot do any more of those jokes. But whatever that, the second and third Matrix movies were just, they were bad. The first one was great, but they didn't live up. The second and third one. Yeah, it was Matrix, Matrix Reloaded and. Reloaded, that's, there you go. Reloaded and Revolutions. Yeah, or no, Revelations. Wasn't Revelations? no Maybe revolution. I can't remember. Either way, they sucked. Not anywhere near as good as the original, which was what Star Wars original. Nothing since then has been as good until the Mandalorian came out. In my opinion. So we'll see. I think there's a lot Star Wars can that can be done if it's done right. And I and I believe they have the right people there, and we'll see. So we can get to that later on. Did you kill Lance? I guess so. Did Lance? I guess Lance. He had to get that out. Something for his head. Make it shinier. Sticks. (laughs) Why was six afraid of seven? Because seven, eight, nine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was about. Was about as pleasurable to watch as pub. Puppy crushing the quality of what was coming out is trash. Yeah, I actually l- didn't mind Willow for the first couple episodes, and then I lost interest. And then, like, I guess I didn't really like it subconsciously because, like, every time I think about watching it, I'm just like, oh, I don't want to deal with that. So I'm gonna go do something else. Did you start so, watching Willow? I did. I watched for like the first three episodes. Hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Good. First, I, else. I did enjoy the first one back in the day, but I don't know about that. Just doing. I would say Will had a plot. Like, I don't know how you don't think Will had a plot. Maybe it had no substance, but it had a plot. I'm gonna go save this girl that I saved back in the '80s, thirty years ago. <laughs> yeah, thirty years ago, and. Teach her to become a grand wizard. I want to move into this next story, but Lance just disappeared. Clown shoes, Lance. <laughs> this is why we can't take him anywhere. I'm moving on, anyways. Last round of the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles triple A video game. By the way, Lance didn't know what triple A video game was either. Based on IDW's best selling. Last Rona comic series is in the works, according to Polygon.com. It sounds like the project is only in the very early stages as a developer has yet to be announced. The game is expected to be significantly darker and more adult-oriented than any previous Team NT title. And it has already been... Uh, it was announced by the company that owns the rights to, to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, they said it's going to be a God of War-like game. So... If you're a fan of the current God of War, it's going to be hopefully a cinematic masterpiece of 
epic Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles proportions. And we didn't really get to touch on it because we were on our hiatus when I was actually on my honeymoon when the trailer for the Seth Rogen we dropped. Have you seen the trailer for the Seth Rogen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yet? I've not. I, I, isn't he in the Mario Brothers movie or Super Mario? Yeah, he's Donkey Kong in the Mario Brothers movie, and yeah. he's in the uh, Teenage Mutant. Ninja he's not Turtles. in it. He's he wrote and produced the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated movie. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. And he went younger with them, so they're younger. They're early teens. They're tweens, early teens, and this. So they went younger. You're talking um, about the Seth Rogen movie. Yes. I still am shocked that this has lasted as long as it did TMNT. It's massive. I, I it's just, only getting like, and the last Ronin kind of gave it the shot in the arm that it needs. And then like, to me, this franchise is at a crossroads in a good way, because I really think like your fan base, you have your older fan base and now you have your younger, younger fan base based on the cartoons that are out there, the rise of the team and the turtles and everything. That's Which is awful. Plus, Still fans of the comic books. Like I still read and collect the comics today. Um, I collect them. I don't read them. I would love to see like the, the last... last Ronin stuff be more adult themed, giving yeah. giving it, you know, paying homage to the the more adult fans that have been the fans since the eighties when this started, and keep the little kid stuff separate. I would love for them to do a last Ronin live action movie in the same Jim Henson style. Um, I want the same Michelangelo as you got in the nineties movie that that's the problem. That's my biggest thing with this. Cause this is one of my favorite franchises, which Matt and I have talked a lot about teenage mutant Ninja turtles for years. It's one of my favorite franchises. The problem is, is that who Nickelodeon or the heads that own it think it's just for kids. And it wasn't until the last Ronin came out that they realized there's an actual like adult audience that craves good content. Like Michael Bay's things were, just dumb storytelling like it was too easy to follow they 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 filled it with gimmicks and just things to capture capture kids attention but if you look at that first ninja turtles movie that wasn't a kids movie jp you've seen it right the first ninja turtles movie yeah i I saw it i I, it deals with some very adult themes i couldn't remember what the themes were but I mean, you give I it a watch it again. Up. It's it's largely considered one of the best superhero like comic book related movies ever made. I just remember the Pizza Hut commercial the that first for it. I played right. I was never into field. them as, as much as anybody else. I enjoyed the playing the game on Nintendo, but I I watched the video. I, I watched the you know the the cartoon whatnot. But I see and and the first movie was less like the cartoon and more like the original comic books wouldn't you say matt it wasn't all uh, slap like they had some elements of the cartoon with the pizza and the cowabunga and stuff but it was it was more edgy than the than the cartoon that was out around the same time because i want to say that movie came out in 91 and the cartoon ended around that same time if not a year earlier or something like that right um thanks solo <laughs> i like totals i like totals i like totals <laughs> uh when did that when did that show i end? like totals very nice <laughs> oh man that kid looked like my cousin 
Yeah, 90 was the first one, 91 was the second, and 93 was the third. So it is so the original cartoon ended in 90. So that movie came out around the same time that the cartoon was ending. And then they came out with the with the later cartoon that was kind of anime that was a little bit more adult. Well, the final episode of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon was 1996. November 2nd, 96. I'm seeing syndication 87 to 90. Nope. Final episode. Like you found the McFarlane name. Yeah, final episode date, November 2nd, 1996. How many seasons was there of this? I didn't realize there were so many seasons. I don't so think I watched it. started in 87. I, I, I don't Ten know what seasons I watched, but I didn't watch any of this shit. Fuck. So what what were were you into Transformers? I watched G.I. Joe and Transformers. So and what why G. is why is Ninja Turtles dumb but Transformers isn't? I, I didn't I thought they were like I like Fraggle Rock. So if you think of something stupid and cheesy, that Fraggle was Rock. That was <laughs> cheesy, right? Rock. And you got these ninjas who I mean I, I didn't have a problem. I I'm not saying I had a problem with them. I just don't see why it caught on. Transformers did, but they had it, it was kind of like the toys came out first, then the cartoon, from what I remember. Maybe I'm wrong on the timeline, but the the movie that the the op when Optimus Prime died in the Transformers movie, that was like pivotal to kids my age at the time. And TMNT just seemed like a stupid cartoon idea, you know, that that has caught on for much longer than you know, G.I. Joe's popular, but TMNT seems like it's still it's even stronger than it was back then. I just, I don't, I don't get it. But I, I feel fine. like I don't, it's fine. I, I mean, it's, I feel like Ninja Turtles went through like a decade where it was just not as relevant. It's starting. I just saw somebody, uh, elite comics had a, um, every day they were having a sale, different vendors and someone bought like, I don't know what it was a raw book, $8,000. Probably the first issue. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Number one. Eight, eight grand for a raw or something. I was like, holy shit. Like they posted it and we were going over like $50 books and all of a sudden they pull this one out and they were like trying to get rid of this for like eight grand or something. And, and this somebody like, you know, texted back and forth and bought it as we we're on the live show. But I was like, holy crap, eight grand for a raw book for turtles. Like it, it wasn't AF 15. It wasn't, you know, Batman, the first Joker was TMNT. I just, it was hard to believe that that book would command that kind of money. See, and Rohan just sent me, not earlier today, he sent me a um, video from a show that's coming out on Vice TV about a guy named Dinesh, I think. And yeah, has, I know Dinesh. Right. So he has that first issue that's the cover is written on, right? Teenage yeah. Mutant Ninja Turtles. And he's like $300,000 for that first comic book mm -hmm. of them and i was like wow that's crazy to that kind of money for that book it just it's, it's well not it's good they're considered an iconic and, I, and didn't uh matt correct me if i'm wrong because i'm just pulling pulling shit out of bits and pieces that i've heard you're wrong I'll just, but then they I'll didn't, jump to this didn't, didn't they make ninja turtles because they were huge fans of daredevil uh i mean yes very Frank Miller's Daredevil is there's a lot of undertones because that's why they have the foot, and in Daredevil they have the hand. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's yeah. a lot of similarities between Daredevil and, and then, TMNT. Yeah. Isn't Frank Miller doing the? Did he do last running or who did that? 
No, it was um, Kevin Eastman, the original. It was the original team of Team and T, Eastman and Laird. But that Frank Miller did a Ronin book, right? Um, I think Frank Miller did a Ronin a, book, and I wonder if this is some homage to that. Lisa, or Ronin, Ronin, like the Hawk, like Hawkeye Ronin. No, like Ronan, no. like the only Jap, the only um, samurai left, Ronan. Yeah, the, right. Whatever that means, the the last samurai or the samurai that works for somebody, something like that. He's like the last samurai of his clan. Yes. But what's funny is is so uh, this was the first time that they've worked together since those original books, right? Mm-hmm. And this thing just huge falling out. Yeah, this thing took off. And now come to find out that they're coming out with the last Ronin sequel, but one of them's not involved again, right? Yeah, Laird is not involved again. So they fucking still don't learn from their shit. Like they've had the most success that they've had in a decade and a half, two decades with this book. And then they fucking go their separate ways again. It just, it's, it's things yes, like that. Miller that make, has a series called Ronin. It's, they must fucking hate each other. And I think that was a third printing of the TMNT one. It wasn't a first printing. Yeah, it was raw. the third printings still go for a lot of money. Right. There's only one of the books that Dinesh has is the very first original used to pitch it to Marvel, DC, etc. And the first test to print the TMNT book. That's why it's worth so much. Oh, was it? It's like having the the that um the Frank Miller from Dark Knight from this run that original artwork just sold for two million bucks. Do you think Marvel's surprised. like? killing themselves that they didn't buy this no honestly i think it i mean it was good that it was it came out the way it did That's i'm just did. saying about all the studios to own it i can't stand that nickelodeon has it <laughs> the most kid network well they, 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 they fucking the... it up and fucking it up hopefully this new one because they signed a deal with netflix i guess and seth rogan made this new movie I don't. I think he had full autonomy to make it, so it's like the movie he wanted to see. Um, so I'm hoping it's not Nickelodeonized or whatever, because Michael Bay's movies were fucking hot garbage. Well, so were the Transformers movies, though. Uh, Bumblebee was fucking awesome. I didn't. He had nothing to do with Bumblebee. He had nothing to do with it. The yeah. ones I saw, they were good, but they were I, I you couldn't make out the transformer because there was so much. The CGI just made it very hard to like clearly first, see them. Yeah, the first two were really good, and then it just is all downhill after that. I mean, they were the, good storylines. I I thought, what's his name? Um, Sam Witwicky. Witwicky was was good in that one, and and Megan Fox was good. But I, you just had a hard time seeing the transformers because he he put so much detail that they weren't just like the cartoons where they were just. There's so much metal detail. I mean, it was well done, but it wasn't. I I just had a hard time following them. And I, I'm not like I'm with, blind. My problem with uh with Michael Bay is he's he's notorious for being kind of lazy, and he reuses scenes that he's filmed for other movies. Like there's a whole scene on a freeway in one of those Transformers movies that's Michael shot Bay for shot. <laughs> he's shot for shot. It's the same scene that they use for like bad boys or it's something. It's a transformer. Like and he just changed the CGI to make it instead of cars from bad boys or something, made them transformers. It's same same scene. And he and he's done it numerous times. There's scenes from 
was it called pain and gain that are also in transformers where it just changes the cgi but the the filming aspect of it is is the same <laughs> like he doesn't even bother to refilm it i just you know john wick just came out and we all go googly-eyed over john wick because it kind of takes these awesome sequences and makes them fresh and original michael bay just puts big explosions in his movies mm-hmm. and the last bad boys i haven't seen it yet but matt sings its praises it's called saving money lance it's yeah. called it's it's called lazy it's kind of <laughs> it's, one of those industries that you don't save money because it doesn't make you money to save money i love bad boys for life but he has nothing to do with it he appears well in the that, movie, that's the point i was trying to make that was the point of it would you say it's the best of that franchise uh no i mean, I, I like all of them like i think they're all equal you must like, like all the, the first and second and movies too i do like the fast and various movies i liked them until they went into space man, they're a guilty pleasure off. i just love how big and dumb and over the top they are man it's I all about crazy. family jp but see it. they're le- they're less lazy than fucking michael bay movies Arm- kyle says armageddon is the best movie ever made that's because Ben Affleck's in that movie. Yeah, it's like I don't know. I'm just I'm just not a Michael Bay fan. Not a Michael Bay fan at all. And he it really pissed me off. And you know Seth Rogen's doing the same shit in his movie. Why the fuck does Donatello need glasses? Why does Michelangelo have fucking braces? They're mutant turtles. They're teenagers. That doesn't mean they fix their teeth. They're mutants. Like, mutants. I mean, you know, it's part of growing up. That's what happens. You're giant green monsters. Who gives a fuck what your teeth look like? Doesn't mean they don't have pimples and bad teeth and bad breath and all that shit. Come on now. I just, I hate it. Like, some, there was something just so clean and and fresh about the the original cartoon in that original movie. And then they tried to, like, the Michael Bay movie, like, they made michelangelo fucking surfer dude and he had like sunglasses and puka shell necklaces and uh, just fucking stupid they put like night vision goggles on donatello i think at some point like he wears night vision goggles all the time in that movie they're like they're like big goggle things that he wears it's just (laughs) fucking stupid dude it's just it's just no nobody wants that Rohan said it was not third print. Maybe it was second print on that one. But either way, it was a lot of money for a book of about a bunch of teenagers with bad teeth and wearing night vision goggles. Right, Lance? Why would you pay that kind of money for that book? I'm just saying there's... You said it was raw? I I believe it was raw. But I I don't know what print it was, but I was still shocked at the amount of money. But again, because I don't... It's... I don't know. It's just a... I can't believe how much that damn book's worth, even a first print or what that, you know, it's a, it's, it's nostalgic, but it's, I mean, that just seems like over the top to buy, to buy that, you know, it's, it's fun to watch, but like you said, it, they, did you see the it, cover of it or no? Yeah, it was the same cover that like that bluish gray cover with them on the, like the top of the buildings and stuff. It was, it was uh-huh. one of those prints. So one of those prints, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, because the third print you can get for around five hundred to eight hundred bucks 
on eBay. It, maybe it was, I don't know. I was just shocked at how much someone was willing to pay. Because it was like they were in dollar books selling shit. And then all of a sudden they, they whip out this thing and go, here you go, $8,000. And then we're not going to go any lower than that. And it's like, well, we were just talking about like dollar books on this, you know, whatnot elite auction. And all of a sudden it's, you know, here's an $8,000 book. Did you, see, did you know they had a musical of the Ninja Turtles? I probably have erased that from my memory. I have no idea. Now, what's that guy supposed to look like? Wolverine? Anime, anime manga. manga. Never released outside of Japan. Hmm. See, and this is where they start to fuck up. And then they had a, a little resurgence here. I've seen. And, and then they fuck up again. Ish's store, I want to say, had three or four teenage me high grade teenage mutant ninja turtles first prints raw oh graded great for how much i fuck i don't know what he sold them for somebody told me they're like 40 50 grand high grade maybe nine eight i guess would be the highest grade but but solo wookies right i mean most people don't sell those yeah so there's a right now on ebay there's a great cgc seven five First appearance, first print, $15,750. Have you guys noticed that, like, so He-Man, Transformers, like, all those cartoons that were successful were made just to sell the toys? Like, the toys were created before before the cartoons were? Like, He-Man is owned by Hasbro, I think, or something like that, or Mattel or something. They made the toys and then made a cartoon to help sell the toys. Turtles, same way. They were making toys and then made the cartoon around the toys. Ooh, baby, I like it raw. I remember when Transformers came out and buying Optimus Prime at KB Toys or Toys R Us. (laughs) I wish I'd have kept that. Kyle said, yeah, we watched that show on Netflix too, Lance. Which one? The Toys That Made Us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just reading this thing here. And a whole, did they talk uh, about turtles on the toys that made us? Oh yeah, yep, sure did. This is awful. This is when they made the Venus, right? Venus de Milo. This is when uh, Saban owned them, and they they would do uh, crossovers with the Power Rangers. We have. This is actually a really good show right here. Did you watch this one, Matt? Ish, like, I wish Ish was on so I could ask him, like, what they sold those books for. He doesn't have an internet. His internet's AIDS. (laughs) Isn't it like, it doesn't, didn't George W. Bush give everybody internet back when he was president years ago? And apparently everybody but Ish. They need to, uh, they have to, um, like, redo the wiring in his whole house. Can he get one of those Verizon 5G things in his house? I don't know. Don't you guys have that? Or does, does the Amish from Pennsylvania have to force oh, and bug it over to your house? Dude, I don't remember this. They had a like crossover of all the different turtles. Uh, yeah, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Forever. I don't think I've ever seen that. It was produced by 
I want to say it was on like WB or maybe it wasn't because I just think it was so like four kids f- entertainment. I don't know what that yeah. is. That was they did a lot of stuff on like WB and stuff. Mm. I'm trying to see if I can find a first print high grade on eBay, but they don't have anything like these ones got pretty popular. High bit, um, high grade teen, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle number one. Those are books that are sold at like Heritage. Those aren't books you sell on eBay or whatnot. Those are like Heritage sold books. And then you get to rise. See, there he is with the fucking goggles, dude. But they made him different turtles. Which I think is a great idea. Like, make them... Which I'm trying to figure out why four different breeds of turtles would be together in a store, but whatever. I mean, you can't... You can't I mean, I thought they were all supposed to be painted painter turtles. That's why they were all named after the Renaissance painters. But what do I fucking know? One of them's not a painter, though, right? It's a fat guy on the internet. One of the one of those one of those guys isn't a painter, right? Raphael's a snapping turtle. No, 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 no. Raphael, Michael, like the the original names were those painters. From. They were all Renaissance. I painters. thought one was a sculpture dude. Well, yeah. Well, Michelangelo was too, but he was also a painter. Renaissance they started adding these. They they started like. I just think like Donatello's a nerd, so let's give him glasses. It's just a little on the nose for me. I don't know. I mean, all three of us are nerds. None of us wear glasses. I'm a non-geek, non-nerd. <laughs> However you identify, buddy. You're a goddamn liar, JP. That's what you are. <laughs> I lie about my ED. Why do I lie about being a nerd? So we got one more headline, right, Matt? So there's on eBay right now. There is oh, a turtle comics eight five second print for twenty five hundred. Um, Nine four for forty k. Yeah, Rohan just sent me that too, and I was looking for it. Uh, let's see. I, I wish I'd have remembered. I know the elite sold it, and it was brokered on. Back and forth. I don't know how someone. Buys. Oh, there it is. Yeah, nine four team HD team NT nine four white page is forty grand. Buy it now. Does white but, pages but, mean it's not colored? White pages means that it's not stained up. Like the pages haven't faded. Yeah. Mm. But somebody was texting back and forth and spent eight thousand dollars texting back and forth. Seven five for eleven thousand. But like if you want a nine eight, you're going heritage. I just can't believe that kind of that command. I wish I could money. see what Kyle. If you're still in the chat, what what site do, or sticks? If you're still in the chat, what site do you use to get all the um, info for your time warp stuff? Because I'd like to see what the recent sales on TMNT number ones have been. Time warp, Rocky Horror. What are we yes. talking about? What's time warp? It's a segment he does on our Saturday show. Called oh. Time Warsh. Time Warsh. Let's do the time warp again. Love that movie. I'm not talking about Rocky Horror Picture Show. All right, what's the next? What's the next uh, bit of geek news that we got? No, it's not cover price solo. It's Matt's dumb listening to me. Gives you, I'm <laughs> listening to you. 
second. You can change it too, buddy. You know that, right? Well, I don't want to change it if you're still talking about it. GPA. Um, so back in the game comics, who's that? Are they knew? That's Rohan. Oh. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one sold the most re uh, is that the most recent one though? Well, Rohan, if you check Instagram, see what Elite, if they had it marked that it sold, you'll know which won't say how much, but it'll at least say which version sold. A nine <laughs> eight for Turtles one sold for two hundred and forty five thousand. In Amazing Fantasy fifteen nine six. This was in 2001. Sold for $3 million. Marvel Spotlight 598. Sold for 264000 Detective 1496. Sold for 456000 Holy shit. So, I mean, $245,000 is not a bad chunk of change for uh, Turtles number one, you know? Yeah, but it's not, an, it's not a six... Whatever. 40 uh 60 year old comic right i mean it's or 80 year old comic it's just ridiculous that kind of money for it my opinion well it also depends like how many of them but, are made that's what they say but i mean there's like i have yeah, a matrix yeah. comic that they said was destroyed i'm sure there's a couple thousand of them maybe more but it isn't worth two hundred forty thousand dollars it just—it doesn't matter how rare it is; it just comes down to the rarity and the demand. Those so, two have to make it what it is. It's a thirty-eight-year-old comic because it came out in May of nineteen eighty-four, so almost a thirty-eight-year-old comic. Was no, that's he not. He had a super ago. low print run though, too. Like I want to say it was like—I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I want to say it was like a thousand. It was like a super low print, low print run. That's that's thirty-nine yeah. years. Yeah, well, there's stuff that's even rarer than May that. Yet. There's it's stuff that's rare. almost there's, almost 39 years. There we have a, a Manu from um 9.9 .9 newsstand. He has a 98 Ultimate Fallout 4 newsstand. There's probably I don't know three of them or something like that. Rohan would know. And you know that's not 400,000. I mean I'm sure you'd hope it would be that, but I mean that's. I, I mean I just can't. I mean and that's Miles Morales. That's a whole new character of spider-man that's you know supposed to take it to the future and and all that and and it, and it aligns with you know you know everybody now i guess or or more diversified so i mean like tmnt was T so tmnt number one the first print one was only three thousand yeah but you have rare books like th that are you don't find it in in a night. There's less than a handful of them, and it's, they're not worth that kind of money. So rarity doesn't have anything to do with it. it. Just comes demand and rarity both have to go side, and, you know, hand in hand. I think there's a nostalgia factor too. Like there's been a lot more. Like Ninja Turtles has been adapted a lot more times. Three copies, Ron. Three copies. Ultimate Fallout Four Newsstand Nine Point Eight. So it's even yeah, but rare. Miles. Mar I hate to say it, like Miles will be big, but Miles will never be. Ninja Turtles big. He'll he'll never be on that level. Uh oh, well, never say never, but it's gonna that be sounds like, like fighting words. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I I think you're right, but but he, he 
he me you know the diversification of miles i think has changed the trajectory of spider-man for the future that that'll be your that that has long lasting yeah, effects. Not that teenage he's Mutant still Turtle not doesn't. he's still not the original spider-man like well so why wouldn't the af-15 even though i don't know i just it is this is why i guess i'm confused on the point you're trying to make on the af-15 because it's it's this older comic it has more significance it has nostalgia to many more people than just uh-huh. people of our desk uh, our uh, our age group but again if you got money you want to spend and you want to buy tmnt one by all means well I, the significance I, I, is more of the, the character is of spider-man and how he is like the most noted superhero right like I guess I'm not sure where you're going with like the age thing. Well, I'm saying it's 60 year old book. It's you know, there's the history of Stan. Who is Lee. it? What what book is it? Spider Man Ultimate or Amazing Fantasy 15, the first appearance of Spider Man. You Peter guys Parker. just kept saying AF 15. I didn't know what you were talking about. Get I'm just trying to follow. I'm not a I'm not a comic collector. I don't know. Get educated, Lance. I'm gonna say. All right. So. That book being as old as it is, 60 years, if not more, bringing Batman, Detective Comics, that's 80 years old, compared to TMNT. If you had $240,000, which one are you buying? TMNT in one. Hey, you know, like I said, if you got the money to spend and you want to buy that one, by all means. But JP, this is why I like having you on the show, though, too, because like, like you're close enough in age with, the, with us that I think we have similar views but tm i like and t, I think means <laughs> tm and t i think means more to us than it does to you right and we've had right. these discussions about music and stuff before too like i i think um i don't know how many copies of of the spider-man comic were made probably about three times as many of amazing so fantasy 15 yeah good copies right so like you're probably three thousand five thousand somewhere in that range <clears throat> so a lot more but i'm saying that it's back then it was hard to keep those nicer even in the 80s it was the same thing but but not as it was more that you would the paper i don't know if the paper quality was worse but just to it just seems like it's uh, i don't know but by your I, own I, admittance there's a many more of them than there are ninja turtle comics but again i said it ha- it isn't just rarity it's also demand so they both have about the same rarity and demand there's more demand for spider-man less rarity less demand for tmnt meaning there's a niche group of people that like them and would spend that kind of money on that book but there's less of them so those two things like you'd plot it on an access curve and that's where you get the price but i don't think that you could say tmnt has a niche audience there's probably more people that know who spider-man is and they know who the team well yeah spider-man is one of the three most recognizable comic book characters you know who would come out if someone who would come out and be like the biggest swinging dick of all biggest wine is if somebody out there was like i have an af-15 9.8 9.8 and gets it graded. There is no 9.8 AF or Amazing Fantasy 15 in the CGC census. And if you find one, it's probably a time machine book because it's, there's no way. 
The only one is a restored. It's a purple label. There's no signature. There's no universal. There nothing. There's only a nine. There's four nine sixes, seven nine fours, four nine twos. But a nine six is is it, that's. Yeah, it's still good. Nine right, six. Right, is that's like good. Damn near close to a nine eight. It's considered. Given. Yeah, it's considered near mint. So. But you want that nine eight? That would be like. Can you get a nine eight, TMNT? Yeah. Is there one? There um, is one, right? I, it's two hundred forty thousand bucks. Somebody said, right? Yeah. Okay. But a nine but, six, an AF fifteen is got to be comparable to the nine eight TMNT just because of the difference in <clears throat> the age and to keep one pristine. That's a oh, like they say a time machine. How much older it is, it deteriorates more. The high sale. For a nine six, AF fifteen or I mean fifteen, two million two million three hundred thousand dollars. Oh, so they do sell more than a than a Ninja Turtles book. Oh yeah, AF fifteen, absolutely. So what is what JP? I, I guess I'm missing your point. I thought I the whole point was the Ninja, Ninja, Ninja Turtle Turtles, ones. The, the nine eight at two hundred forty grand. That's a lot of money for that book. Again, it's nine eight, but. But you got to think like that kind of money. I'd rather have it in AF 15, seven, five or eight or whatever that cultural money significance, dude. Like, but again, that is like, my opinion. And somebody else might prefer TMNT to each his own. I, I'm just saying like Ninja Turtles had a whole period named after them. Turtle mania was a thing that lasted you know, and so almost did Madonna. A Madonna had a whole period after her too. So, <laughs> but what I'm, but you understand Michael what I'm Jackson. saying? Like, it's like, like Ninja Turtles was the dominant thing from the late '80s to mid '90s. But like I'm, that I'm saying was. I lived. I lived that. I was. I was not you lived it. I lived it. I, 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 I loved it. Lived it. You know, I just wasn't my thing i don't i'm just saying like i gi joe I was i understand but it was enough of a thing for them to call it turtle <clears throat> right, mania. so high sale nine six tmnt number one fifty four thousand dollars all right so that's a nine six there's only 35 there are 35 9.8 um tmnt number ones in the sen in the census and six signature series okay so the high sale, there's no high sale that I can see because I have to sign in and I'm not going to sign into this. But there's no, um, I can't see the high sales on the nine. So, I, but I can see the high sale on the nine six, which is fifty four thousand. So, fifty four thousand dollars would get you roughly around a five five, between a five zero and five five AF fifteen. If you're looking to to compare. So money. which one is the, I, again, it's just my opinion. If I had $54,000 burning a hole in my pocket, I would not buy a TMNT. According to yeah, Google, you're, you don't, you don't, you don't you're not TMNT or AF 15 sold for 2,000, 2,300,000. It's not significant to you, but it doesn't mean that it's not significant. Correct. That's what I'm getting. Like, I can't make that. I'm just saying in my own opinion, but then again, my opinion is like, you know, everyone has one. So, like to each for instance, own. you were you were talking about Transformers. I never understood why Transformers was big. Like it I think sold that for that much on stupid September twelfth, twenty twenty one at Heritage. I never had the toys growing up, but you thought it was huge. And GI Joe's GI Joe wasn't a big thing when I was a kid. 
it was bigger when you were a kid, right? Yeah, I mean, I people, if you want to buy any toy, it's GI Joe. That's the one to buy. I mean, yeah, but it wasn't a thing when I was when I was a kid. It like when I was a kid, it was turtles, Power Rangers, like. But but that's the thing. Like for the toys we had. But what I'm trying to explain is the significance to to you compared to me. Like, there's GI Joe toys that have sold for millions. Like certain GI Joe figures, and I don't get it. It's a Barbie in camo. To you me. talking the twelve inch ones or the three, three to four? Yeah, the big ones. ones, the big ones, like the the, oh, yeah. the Barbie sized ones. But I'm saying, but yeah, the I played Joe, with the little Mattel ones. <clears throat> the GI Joe like didn't have any big movies. The movies didn't do. They didn't have the comics are big, but not as big as TMNT. Just cartoon because huge, of the, the rarity of the TMNT is what helped make this like that uh, underground build up is what TMNT has. That's the that origin that 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 back-end story about well, Joe's Doolin hit it right here and he said it earlier too team and T has never really had a lull in content yeah GI Joe couldn't even get a good well snake I liked snake eyes but like those first two movies like they've tried to adapt them and they for some for whatever reason they can't um it's he's right like the like TMNT has always had some sort of 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 um adaptation Con- present always i mean it's always, like it's next been this the, year this year we're gonna have we're gonna have two different adaptations running at the same time like they have the rise of the teenage mutant turtles tv show and the netflix movie that's coming out for that and then we also have seth rogan sing like two different adaptations running concurrently gi well, joe's we- never had that no, well, Transformers I mean, you've that, had, the, like you've got so you've got the IDW book, comic book too. You got the Last Ronin stuff. Like you got there's yeah, there's a lot of teenage. The Last Ronin really lit the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle world back on fire. Like it, it really put like the cartoons were big with kids, but like this Last Ronin really brought back the old school turtle fans and kind of put it in the forefront of everybody's mind again. That's why there's so much focus on the last Ronin in this universe. And all I'm going to say is back on point here. I'm all for this video game. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm excited, especially if they do it like a full cinematic, you know, God of War thing like you were telling me earlier, Matt. Like, I think the time is right for it because that book is so fucking good. I've read it twice and I don't really read comics and I've read that one twice. Now you're starting... Now you're trying to take JP's shtick, all right? Huh? JP's the yeah. guy that doesn't read comics around here. I I've get, always like, said I don't read comics. I think I own. I read. I don't read single issues usually. I wait till they come out with a trade. I own quite a few trades, but I think I only own like four single issue comic books. What's the matter with you? I just don't. I don't. <laughs> I have this is the same read, reason why this is the same reason why I get pissed on the episodic, you know, weak delivery system where I like Netflix that gives you all ten episodes at once. It's the yeah, that's same Disney. Thing. Disney and Apple stink with that because Ted Lasso <laughs> and Mandalorian you had to wait till. Yeah, I like I like being able to just consume it all at once, dude. Just give it to me. Yep, that's, that's what, what she, she said. said. Speaking of giving it to me yesterday, the news broke. I gotta remove our logo. <laughs> it's so massive here. Uh, Marvel Studios president. Uh, 
of physical in post-production VFX and animation, Victoria Alonso. Uh, did I say that right? Alonso? Victoria Alonso. With the company after 17 years. Very few details were shared at the time, but a new report has now given us a little more to go on. Although the specific reason for Alonso's termination, and yes, she was fired, still hasn't come to light. Um, Variety has heard that the exec was blindsided by the news. Apparently, the decision was made by a um, consortium. Yeah, I had to breathe. Consortium, including Disney's Entertainment co-chairman Alan Bergman, Marvel Chief Creative Officer Kevin Feige was not involved in the process, but is said to have had felt um, mirrored into an absolute impossible situation and ultimately chose not to intervene when the hammer came down. Do you like my little Mickey yeah. logo there? <laughs> I like it. Do you know there's a Mickey logo for anything? You can have Mickey Mouse sitting on the toilet and you'll find Google <laughs> images of it. <laughs> Mickey Mouse talking on a phone. It's there. Mickey Mouse, you know, r- reading. A, she looks like Ken Brown from Drawn to Comics in a wig. Dude, wh- Matt, what did I tell you when I first saw a picture of her? That looks like a lady I would not want to work for. She does. She like, like she has like, them. yeah, I don't know what it is, dude, but I look at her and she looks like every bad manager. <laughs> I, I've Kyle's ever had. laughing because I know he sees it. <laughs> Can you fire uh, a woman during Women's History Month? Is that possible to do that? Yes. What? It's Women's History Month. Can you fire a woman during Women's History Month? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you could. It's a little I fucked that was up, but shitty. yeah, I guess. <laughs> Pretty shitty of Marvel to do that. I don't know. Apparently, apparently she just like these visual effects studios. She was just if you didn't like hang on her every word and do everything that she said, she just blacklisted you and was just awful. Why why is this a big deal? Was this wasn't this the politically correct person? She's the head. Tell me. Tell me you don't see the. Oh, my gosh. It is Ken. (laughs) I didn't mean to remove you, JP. That's all right. It's Ken. Holy fuck. Uh, Dude, we need to do like a 23 and me on Ken. <laughs> dude, they're like twins. Oh my gosh, dude. Oh, fuck. I didn't oh, re- realize that. I've met Ken on quite a few occasions. I did not even catch that. So good. Ken, uh, JP, Ken is a guy that owns a comic book shop here in, uh-huh. in Arizona. Drawn to comics that we... <laughs> We've done some like podcast events and stuff with him. Sweet. He's a really so nice guy, cool. actually. <laughs> he called like, out on the podcast. Yeah, none of this is supposed to be disparaging whatsoever. No, I'm He's just a really nice guy. <laughs> but holy shit. <laughs> they, these are twins, dude. Yeah, they are. They look even the same age. It's awesome. Like separated at birth. Maybe it's just Ken in a wig. Maybe Ken lives a secret life that none of us knew about. His his comic book store should be a lot bigger if that's the case. Double life. <laughs> well, that's why it's not bigger because he's sitting here trying to get the VFX department for Marvel off the ground. And then he's got to come work at Drawn to Comics. What, what do you think? So so the next the next slide, this kind of bleeds into the next segment. There's something about Marvel. So this was something that I was talking to Matt about. I was thinking... You know, now that Victoria Alonso, what's that? Who came up with this? Where does that noise keep coming from? What noise? 
I keep hearing a bang. Is that just me? Is there yeah, something playing you. on my end? I think it's your kids like tearing your house apart. Um, How's so, it going? bang. Yeah, bang. <laughs> it's it's like music. It's like dun, like the like a cutscene. Where where did that come from? What was that? <laughs> what was that? Um, there's something about Marvel. This just <laughs> you like that? Nice. Who put this together? I did. Nice. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, uh, I I never realized too that the tagline for this movie is says there's love in the hair. <laughs> My kids What's the make tagline for the movie, and that's a euphemism for love. <laughs> love juice, love juice. Um, juice. yeah. So Victoria Alonso's leaving the studio. So uh, hopefully, I think the, I think what people are hoping is that the relationship with these visual effects studios should improve. Right. And didn't we talk about just a few weeks ago that Marvel was, was going to have their own in-house visual effects company. Like they were making something in-house. Yes. They were taught. They were talking about it. Yes. Where's Lucas, Lucas films or whatever the hell. They're too busy with Star Wars and shit. Right. Shouldn't that be with Disney now? It is with Disney, but so what are they doing? You need Star Wars. I mean, they had that like they had that, and um, they have other visual effects studios there, but they had to get outside help with the amount that they were cranking out. Which, which brings me to how do we fix Marvel? Because Marvel's been on a slide, dude. How would you fix Marvel, JP? Well, you'd have to start by reading a comic book. <laughs> just from just from a quality perspective, because I think that's what's ailing them right now. Is right, right? Quality, quality, and they've kind of it. Kind of feels they've they've in sacrificed an effort quality to, for quantity. Yes, and in an effort to become cohesive, like storylines are kind of getting a little uh, lost. I feel like, like I feel like the stories aren't as fleshed out as they once were. I. They got to build up to the right event, in my opinion. That that's Secret Wars, that 2015 Secret Wars. I think that's where the the money's going to be at when they do that the right but, way. And I think there's many different little small stories they can build up to it. But I think they're too worried about inclusiveness, and I don't think that should that shouldn't drive the boat. That should just be part of the story, not driving the boat. And I think that's where they put out too much content to try to hit all those markers. And I, I just I just don't think that's the, uh, but the that should come out is, throughout, not yeah. not be the driving factor. The problem is, do you think they lose most of their audience by the time Secret Wars comes out? Because Ant Man didn't do that well, did it? Stick no, said she was choose. overworked and underpaid, and probably asked for a raise, so they fired her. <laughs> Shazam didn't do very good either. Well, Shazam's DC, right? And neither did Black Adam, so. Did those movies not do well because people know there's a new change coming out, but the Flash movie will do well because people think that's part of it. Ant-Man, I'm surprised because that actually had implications for the future of uh, Marvel. So kind of shocked on that one. But Well, I think think the DC issue is completely different than the Marvel issue. I think the DC issue comes down to a couple things that they've prematurely announced that none of these that these movies mean nothing. That was stupid that's, to do that. Essentially. The other thing is I think they pissed off a lot of people when they canceled the Batgirl movie. 
because they're awesome. still talking about that shit. I mean, Brandon Frazier was on Howard Stern just a few weeks ago talking about the Bre the Batgirl cancellation. Like they really piss people off, especially a movie about a female black led superhero movie and they canceled it yep. in in this era of diversity that we live in it just seems completely contrary to progressiveness to cancel a movie like that and then to follow it up with black adam and then shazam which shazam is actually pretty progressive if you look at it i mean most of the characters in that movie are female which is where marvel's going with this yeah, but I feel like Shazam. When you talk about the stupid Shazam movie, dude, I liked Shazam. Ish liked Shazam. Most most people that go and see Shazam like it. Have you seen most it, JP? I didn't see it. Well, it has a it has a eighty eight percent audience. I don't listen I to what moist people say. I listen to what dry <laughs> people say. All right. Um, the three main villains are female. Two of the five. Uh, superhero uh, Shazam family are female. Um, yeah, and then yeah, most of most of that cast is female. You no, know Shazam sucks. He needs a family to help him fight crime. <laughs> like Batman needed Robin. Family. Yeah, so Batman just needed a young brother. Ward. He just needed TMNT Royal Brother. Boy. Yeah. If you didn't like the first Shazam, you're definitely not going to like the this new one. I like the if, first one. I haven't seen this one yet. I still if you like the first one, you'll you will like it. But I, I do. You, do you think? Do you think Matt <laughs> that they piss people off by canceling Batgirl? Do you think that plays? So as if I own WB, I'd cancel shit just to piss off liberal morals and then drink their tears and replenish my evil. Yes, I don't. I don't think they piss people off, but I think it's that James Gunn is in charge. He announced. They announced that none of this shit means anything that anymore. They're pivoting away, and that his Superman movie kicks off his new universe. So nothing else. Shazam, Flash, Aquaman, Blue Beetle. None of that shit means anything. So people aren't invested in it because they know it doesn't mean diddly dick anymore. Well, diddly and then dick. and then people are still like Flash should do well because people are thinking that that's kind of the reset button, right? I thought it was, but apparently it's what Matt's saying. It's not going to be. It's the end of the. It's the reset but in the sense of, it's the end of the Snyderverse. Yeah, it's the reset. But it's not Aquaman three comes forward. out after it. Well, which is but stupid. That should come out now. They messed up because they pushed stuff. I don't know. You, that, you I mean, can... it tells me that they, well, the way they keep pushing things tell me they have no faith in Aquaman three. They know that movie's going to tank. Well, and pre-screenings have said that the movie's awful. Blue Beetle was a standalone, always. So it was never part of Snyder stuff. So it's always been a standalone stuff. It's it's just more of the DC heads before James Gunn came in with th trying to throw shit at the wall. Think about something, though. Whenever George Lucas, the original Star Wars movies were great, and then he went back and redid them, and then he made them worse. Whenever you Oh, yeah, because he got rid of the puppets, right? The puppets he put in the Greedo scene with Han Solo. He put in the backgrounds. He just, no! he just he did too much to them. You guys all like to draw. Whenever you draw a picture, the more you like to mess with it, the worse it gets. So oh, yeah. There's a alone. point where you're supposed to say stop. 
Right. Didn't he? Didn't George Lucas flip the scene where Leia says "I love you" and Han Solo says "I know"? Didn't he do something? Or no, the shoot first scene. That's yeah, what it was. Rito shot for or Han Rito shot first, which is stupid. But again, like these studios, leave, just leave it alone. Like just it, it. You don't have to go back and and redo things. Just you know, they just they they mess with stuff too much to try to make it. You know start over again that's just reset reset like i guess you already have these movies in 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 motion but maybe not bring james gunn on until those movies are out as opposed to losing money on all these movies like it's just yeah i think it was incredibly stupid like they don't they should have just held on to this they'll tank a fucking 800 million dollar movie in batgirl don't give a shit movie don't money don't mean shit to them because they're still in the period where they can write stuff off because of their acquisition they don't care no, but that was a tax thing. Like throwing Batgirl in, in the dumpster, they had to basically you can never bring it never, back out. Yeah, they had to promise basically they'll never prosper from it. And, and just so it was a like, tax write off. You remember Kramer and Seinfeld? He would say, "Oh, just write it off." Well, Jerry said, "What does that mean? Like, where does it go? Like, they got they can't lose all that kind of money. Like, the Warner Brothers can't be like negative. They, they you know they have to have earnings, and they can't just keep writing shit off. So have a plan." Like you can't just keep redoing, redoing, redoing. Just get set and go with it, and right. then at some point, I guess you give it enough time yeah. to work. Just like a team. Sub- what I was about to say, Batgirl was never going to make money. I don't know. My about thing that. is, I don't know. If about I that. was, if I was David Zaslav's boss, I would be incredibly pissed. Like if I was the board of directors or whatever for Warner Brothers Discovery, that dude would no longer have a job because this is all coming down from him. They should have held on to the James Gunn, James Gunn news until after Aquaman three, seen all that how all that stuff went. Give some you know people. Leak, I mean, it does seem like a bait and switch, but given some people some sense of oh, this may mean something. But I'm sure someone like James Gunn and and his co CEO can write it to have them connect somehow to make those movies they worth it to watch. To. They want it to well, be separate. They don't want them James, connecting. There's James, such there's such a negative but view you, but, around the Snyder movies. They don't want to be connected to anything. Like but anything but, that has to do with these Snyder characters, it's it's just got such a bad taste in their mouth. They're cursed. It's not gonna you're not gonna make money in these movies. Why did it mean so much for them to bring back Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield in the Spider Man movie? Not everybody But Andrew Garfield wasn't considered like his movies didn't like he wasn't considered that great at but the they time. brought him back now he's canon they brought him back now he now he's you know he's part of that universe in some multiverse situation same with the flash and bringing back michael keaton like that's why there's a way to write that in there to make it's it worth banking on nostalgia to sell your movie yeah but i would have i but that's the same thing with tmnt not nostalgia really is what sells that I mean, it's still, they're not, you know, last Ronin is really well still relevant. I'm really, saying I get that, but like, it's still nostalgia it. that brings you in to buy more of that. There's still nostalgia that brings people to watch the flash because Keaton's in it or to connect the Snyderverse. I don't think it's that hard. To, I, I don't know. I just, I think it, it's like building a whole building and saying, or, or a whole new stadium for your team and then saying, screw it. We're going to move them across the, across the pond to, UK because England needs a team and we want to have more play and you know, more teams over in New and uh, uh, England and Britain. 
you just build a new stadium. What are you going to do with that? Oh, we'll just write it off. Well, someone paid for that. Well, what do you – I mean, NFL teams do it all the time. Look at the look at the Raiders just did to Oakland. Yeah, I look mean, what, look, look what the, you know, the fucking uh, Rams and Chargers did to St. Louis and San Diego. Like, they don't give a shit. Like, they can always write off. Millionaires have so many different tax breaks that we don't even know about. They can write that shit right. off, and they're going to get – um, they're not going to get all the $800 million back, but they're going to get a good portion of it back. And it's, they don't care that those movies are cursed. Like anything, the minute you put any movies out with the Snyder character, just automatically cursed. Like Shazam was never going to succeed. Black Adam was never going to succeed. It, it's just that stigma. It's that bad taste in the mouth that these movies have sucked. They've sucked from the beginning. They're tone depth. They don't understand their characters. They're trying to go too dark. They don't, follow content you're you're you got the stories written in a book they are handed to you somebody else has hand delivered you these stories and you still fuck them up you still because find a way to fuck them they up. don't read books and so well that, like, that's 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 why kevin feige has been so great for marvel and hopefully that's why james gunn is going to be so good for dc because he is a fan of you the walk characters. into a movie you see any actor leaving a marvel meeting and they get cast They've got a fucking thick binder full of stories and content and comics and like oh, everything yeah. that character they're in. It didn't seem is... to matter to Brie Larson, though. <laughs> well, she got cast as Captain Marvel, posted on Instagram her reading a bunch of Captain Marvel books, and it still didn't make any impact on the movie. But I digress. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, no, my thing is like, there are some good things that that I think people generally liked about Zack Snyder's movie, like Margot Robbie being one of them as Harley Quinn. Let's be honest. All right. I'm going to be honest with you right here. hundred percent. And I know it's not a popular opinion, but she looks like Harley Quinn. Otherwise she was ass as Harley Quinn. I liked her, but she's not Harley Quinn the way I recognized her. Like I've, made not that, I've made that comment times. Like I wanted the jester suit, and you got a sneak peek of it in one of the movies. They do like a flashback scene or something. Yeah, like it's that. in. Um, I want to say it's in Suicide Squad, but it might be. God, it might be uh, Birds of Prey, but but it looks she's fucking asshole awesome. as as Harley Quinn. Sorry she took a character. She took a character and made it her own, but it was generally liked by people i mean she looks good as harley quinn but like she's got the look but i just i don't think she was she's not the harley quinn i wanted like, well in birds of prey i would say birds of prey is a is a shit movie but her rob uh margot robbie in birds of prey was actually pretty good the movie sucks so but that was the first time that i saw her like kind of embrace the you know, the, the sadistic, crazy Harley Quinn that we should have had all along. But I don't think anybody would bat an eye if she were to come back as, we as always Harley get on Quinn. Fucking, every week we talk about this stupid shit. I'm so tired of talking about DC. Because it's the big topic right now. DC we're, we're to, we're is asshole. And it's time for everyone just to admit it. DC we're, we're is waiting asshole. for it to be what it can be. And I think that's what the, what we're, what we're talking about and the anticipation 
of the proclamation of masturbation. Come on now. We're waiting for it to be what it should be. Yeah. And uh, I think James Gunn will get it there. But Marvel's falling off the off the sides, off the cliff. I don't. And- I, I Fuck, man. I really don't think he will. You don't think he will? I don't. I don't think he's gonna. Fuck, man. Like, watch Guardians to Guardians two, depending on Guardians three. Like, Guardians. Did you not like Peacemaker? I don't. I liked Peacemaker. Yes, but that's what I'm saying. His his, like we've said millions of times, his appeal is his ability to turn you on to obscure characters that he can kind of work with and, and get away with taking in a different direction because you don't know diddly dick about him. But I'll, I'll, but I'll play now Superman. Advocate. Now he's got to take on Superman and he's got to do something with Superman. And so it, we might see something different, but I just, part of me is like, I don't see James Gunn taking. I root for him. I would love to be wrong. I'd love to be wrong, but I just don't see it. My thing I that I don't like is senior DC. I don't like that he's pulling double duties of creating the universe and he's going to write and direct the first movie. I like Marvel's approach where Kevin Feige is kind of the architect and then hires people to write and direct. Like I like that better. Like I want one guy focused on making everything, coming up with the plan and making everything interconnect. And not worry so much about, oh, fuck, I got to write this movie and I've got to direct this movie and I've got to cast this movie and I got to do all this other shit. No, just focus on the landscape of the next 10 years. That should be his job. And then hire people that are better than you to fucking write the movies. There's probably nobody better than James Gunn, not to write, but for what they maybe the direction they want to go. But James Gunn has written some shit movies, though. He, he he's not batting a thousand. Like Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy Two was not that good. Guardians One was really good. Guardians Two, not so much. The Holiday Special could have slept through it. <laughs> I don't think it was meant to be an Oscar-winning show. But he's done he's done other movies that aren't that good, man. Like it, it's. And to take on such an iconic and big character, I, I agree with Matt here. Like to take on such a big character of Superman, it should have went to somebody with some, like, with a better. Would you, would you have thought John Favreau would have made the Iron Man movie you saw in two thousand eight? He, he made the only good Iron Man movie. Iron Man two was not good. Iron Man three was not good. It was better than two though. No. It's more watchable than three. It is more watchable. Oh, I fucking hate two. But you and I have gone through this before. I'd much rather watch three over two. But that setting of that character made it possible yeah, for the he, other 20 movies. He, he cast Robert Downey Jr. If you go back and watch Iron Man 1, there's some cringeworthy scenes, like dialogue-wise. Robert Downey Jr. makes that movie. He does, but I seeing Swingers and knowing Favreau and um, what's his Favreau. buddy's name? Favreau. What I say? Favreau. Favreau. That's how you say it. What's his buddy's name? Um, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. What? Vince, Vince Vaughn. Vaughn. 
would you have thought those guys he would have made Iron Man? He made Elf. He made Iron Man. Like those are. But he even comes down and says big... he's more of a writer and a director than he is an actor. But then he's making Mandalorian like that. That brought back which, so far, and... which we're about to get into. Mandalorian's been so shit. That's a good. That's good, a good transition point. Good because, transition. because that I think this brought Star Wars back into the mix. This original, the season one. Now, whatever you want to say about season three, we'll get into that. But he brought it back. Like I would have not have thought thought that guy Fabru. I love them in Swingers. Always, uh, you know, it was favorite of mine. I rooted for him and Rudy, Rudy and PCU, and he brought I ate with the Iron Chef. Man. He set the tone, man. I mean, I would never would have thought it. So you never know. James Gunn may set the tone for the DCU going forward. Or as I like to call him in the replacement. Yeah, but we're I think with James Gunn, and I and I hope I'm wrong about this. I think with James Gunn, you're gonna get one or two movies, you know, into this thing, and then it's gonna start going off the rails again. Because you saw it with the original DC, like it steadily went downward. I'm sure it'll suck and And then you had a peak and then went downward, and then you had a peak and then it went down. It's just so should I sell my booster gold? Is what you're saying. <laughs> well, the Booster Gold movie's coming out, so we'll see. Uh, Mando Mandalorian is boring me to tears. Oh my god, episode! This episode was terrible. Really? I'm just so done with the show, man. Like I'm, I've lost. Like, not to mention it's beat for beat, <laughs> fucking Last of Us. <laughs> like Pedro Pascal, like. Come out of your comfort zone a little bit, buddy. I think it's awesome this guy has two hit movies or shows at the same time. Oh, never he was up. also in Game of Thrones. <laughs> right, so but at the same this time, is one of those movies batting a thousand. <laughs> right, but Mandalorian and The Last of Us were out at the same time, the same couple for at least the last three episodes. He's had probably the number one streaming movie or show on uh Disney and HBO Max. Yeah. It's pretty good. But this show this show is is not okay. So I brought this up to Matt earlier, and, and this was not my idea. This was somebody somebody else was oh, it's uh Fat Man, uh Kevin Kevin Smith and um what's the other guy's name? Matt Mark Brunel. They were talking about it. Um and the the uh podcast I was watching with the two of them was before episode three came out. So they were just talking about the first two episodes. And they were saying how the first episode he goes back to that town where that droid killed all those people and they need to bring the droid back because that's the only droid that he can take with him to these waters because he's an apostate now and he has to fix that droid. And then he goes to the, I want to say Javilockies. That's not their name. What's what's those things called? What are those little things little called guys, that, I, I, that steal stuff? Jabberwockies. Jabberwockies is that dance Jawas. group. The Jawas. 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 <laughs> uh, and then he says, hey, oh, no, I need sorry, this part. Mark Bernard is his name. They, we need this now. part to fix this droid because this is the only droid that can get me down in these waters. And we're like, oh, that's impossible. We can't get this part. But here's this fucking uh, dumpster droid here that you can take with you. That'll be just fine. Oh, okay. We don't need this droid. So I'll just take this fucking falling apart thing with me instead. <laughs> the whole first episode is moot. Yeah. Who the fuck cares about the first episode now? You can just take any droid. Should ta- He should have taken Carl Weathers with him. So so then we so then so then he takes fucking droid that can that fucking falls Asteroid over and shit looks like a looks like a trash can with them to these waters 
and then the episode's picking up a little bit and so you're like okay i wonder what's gonna happen next episode it's gonna be a continuation of this no it's about some fucking scientists on episode three yeah and then we get back and matt you brought up this point so i'm gonna steal it from you for for a second so just everybody know this was matt's idea first episode we see we see a, a demon take a kid okay then the next episode we see a fucking uh oh, you get a fucking water burning. dinosaur that just rolls up on the beach and fucks some kid and starts just fucks. whoa what movie do you watch? <laughs> just fucking starts just having its way with all these mandalorians on this beach and then it's like and they, they don't, don't have enough rocket fuel yeah then they're like oh well we're just gonna keep you know then you get two episodes later, a pterodactyl just carries some kid off, and they're like, "Oh well, let, you know, Bo-Katan's the only one that has some sense to get in a ship." <laughs> they're like, "Oh, we don't have a ro- enough rocket fuel to chase him." Well, this has happened before. It's like, dude, then why are you still on this beach? <laughs> what, what are you doing? You're just okay with like pterodactyls you taking kid, off your kids, and why are like, you letting your kids be a hundred paces away from that kid? Nobody was around that kid, and yet there's big monsters stealing children bad parenting remember how you were saying how there was kids in your john wick screening last night matt bad parents (laughs) that's always the case in the theaters near me the Amish bring their kids for everything there's fucking kids being snatched up by fucking molesters and all this shit all over the world do i let my four-year-old run down the street by herself fuck no and then you got grogu out here look like make grogu she, the the fucking Mandalorian chick's like, oh well, we we're gonna make you the next part of your Mandalorian armor. It's a fucking giant pendant where he looks like goddamn Flavor Flav. Now. <laughs> like, yeah, boy. <laughs> I wrote, I wrote in one of my group chats. I said, every year, countless Mandalorians, um, foundlings are killed by pterodactyls. Your donations for just two dollars a day can help Mandalorians <laughs> rescue squads have enough jetpack fuel to save them. With the Sarah McLaughlin in the ar- uh, arms of an angel. <laughs> Theme music oh, not, playing over it. Not to mention these big Mandalorian eating terac- ter- uh, pterodactyls. We're going to bring three babies back with us that are going to outgrow us. You know, but they will train them. Grow, these things grow the size. Like, oh my fuck. We will dude. fly on them. Oh, so now we're going this, to Avatar. This, this episode may have jumped a shark. No, this may season. Have happened. This season, you name one good thing. From this, and I and I know the, somebody brought up the mythosaur in the in the water, and you don't even know if like Din Djarin and Bo-Katan are gonna bump uglies or fight each other for the dark saber. Like you, well, let me. Why do they? Why does a jet fuel run out, but the dark saber lasts forever, and their blasters never need to be, well, you know, put a new or something it. like that. Yeah, but you don't have. I mean, fuel is fuel, man. Mandalorians like their whole their whole shtick is like, is they like a lot of their stuff runs off like an old technology. I mean, she's sitting there bending metal like a blacksmith, dude. Right, like, but they have a dark saber and they have guns No, but he shooting. has a dark saber that but they have wasn't armor created that, that by the Mandalorians. Repels, that repels lasers. Their That's just the repel- special metal that You don't even use. need that because a stormtrooper can't hit the fucking bronze out of a barn. So no, but they don't need even to have need jet armor packs that can, that can last long enough to get the pterodactyls. This is just going city. into this is just going into a realm that is why I hated Book of Boba Fett. It's why, like, why I liked Andor so much. And this is just going down that. 
<laughs> Joe's doing says, what does the armor do? Since only Din seems to have Beskar armor and the rest of the Mandos look like they have Kmart. Exactly. Armor. I tell you what. It looks like they're melting down shopping carts. The the whole the armor thing it it, it, it was supposed to be cool because you, oh you see a Mandalorian you got that the Boba Fett gear and how cool Boba Fett was you know in the eighties when he he came out and whatnot and then they just look like a bunch of weirdos wearing helmets like take your helmet off eat eat you know kiss the girl that's next to you if you want to what's take the damn helmet off they all look like they just look weird leaving them all on all the damn time so I just like what the hell. I don't know. I don't. I know just enough about Star Wars to be dangerous and have a conversation. And I'm not gonna. I don't go into the lore of it because I don't really care that much. Because it's whatever. But um, I don't know. It's fun to watch. I, I understand I like that. Like their big thing is trying to tame and ride giant beasts and things like that. But that's cool. But like you just hang out on the beach and let your kids get snatched by dinosaurs or snatched by pterodactyls. They're so close to the water. There's a even bigger thing in the water that eats that pterodactyl. Like it's nothing. Yeah. You're just letting your kids. I seem to remember stories from Florida of kids being snatched up by alligators. Yeah. But this kid was snatched and taken to the lair and then was about to be spit out to those four little hatchlings. Like wouldn't the saliva start to decompose his body somehow? Well, because yeah, like, they made a whole thing day. to do with them. Yeah, what did that pterodactyl thing do with that kid the whole time? Like, they beat the thing back to its nest. <laughs> like, right. They slept I, under the cave a whole night. You guys that ever see Beastmaster? You guys ever see the movie Beastmaster? No. From the 80s, you got to watch that. But there's these guys that are in, like, they're supposed to be part of the, the Eagle clan or some shit. They're like these, I don't know, weird dudes that are in the cave somewhere. And they had wings. And when they would grab somebody, the wings would hold them in. And then their body would just decompose. And then just bones would fall out. So that that whatever that was, the pterodactyl ate that kid. You would think when it spit it out, it would have been like cud, right? It, from inside. It, well, yeah, though, I always do. thought I always thought birds like chew up their food. And then, right, supposed to be and then yeah, Alicia Silverstone style. And fucking Beastmaster, Virgil, and you know it. Regurgitated it. To him. Great, yeah, movie but a full-grown kit. Oh, it's just fucking stupid, dude. See, that's like you guys talk about TMNT. Beastmaster should have been a goddamn comic that came out. That was a good show, good movie. But anyway, I, I I've never even heard of it. I don't think. My God, Mm-mm. it was good shit. But anyway, that's what that's what those guys did. So you would have thought he would have spit out just bones and like cud for those kid those those little birds yeah. to eat, but. I agree. When I saw him come out, when they went up in the nest and he wasn't there, I was like, oh, the kid's already dead. That's what <laughs> yeah, I, thought, I thought, too. So you too. see the helmet sitting there? I was like, oh, that kid's fucked. No, he wasn't dead until he goes, oh, there's a heat signature there. And I'm like, all right, there he is. And, the, and then the get, dad's yelling whatever his name was, you know, Jimmy Papa. No, I knew. I was like, there's going to be babies in that nest. Watch. Well, which is funny. The heat signature looked like the size of a small boy. And then these three gigantic things come out like. <laughs> I know it's just fucking dumb. That is so. Who said it? Uh, Darth said, "You're right, Solo, but it's still bad writing on these last two episodes. It's been bad writing since Luke." Oh no! Yes, dude. No, well, dude. no, it's been bad writing since Book of Boba Fett. No. Yeah, but here's my problem. So, Kath- so uh, apparently, Kathleen Kennedy, like Grogu, was supposed to spend more time with Luke, and Kathleen Kennedy put like made 
John Favreau put Grogu Favreau. back with Din, Din. I can't say his name. Din Djarin. The whole Din Luke Djarin. thing is the whole Luke thing is a throwaway storyline too. Like it's just really. every everything. What do you mean by that? So so I was I was watching um TikTok and it was it was Matt or Trey Park Trey Parker and Matt Stone is that the South Park guys? Yeah. And they were teaching teaching a class about writing scripts to like some famous film school university or something like that. And they're saying anytime that you're writing a script and to get from one thought to another, you connect those thoughts by saying and then it's a bad script. And that's what this movie feels like. It's not so so you should be writing things like this happens, therefore this happens, therefore this happens, and therefore this happens. Not this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens. That's what this feels like. Nothing is uh is is the word cause causation like Cause, causality. Yeah, it all feels like separate. Well, wouldn't this be cool? Oh, and then this happens. That would be cool. Oh, and then this happens. That would be cool. It's not good writing like it, nothing happens because something else happened in the first two episodes show you that the first episode is garbage because it does nothing for the storyline because the second episode they completely whitewash the fucking first episode and then the third the the third episode makes no sense because it just comes out of left field about some fucking scientists and then never like i just but that was fucked up though what happened this shit if you guys watch you watch game of thrones remember the bastard I didn't watch Game of Thrones. You, Matt, you watch it. Mm-hmm. You know who the bastard is. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole scene where this this guy is captured. One of the game, one of the um, Snoke, one of not Jon Snow, but is one of his brothers from whatever that um, the North. And he thinks he escapes, and he runs around, and he thinks he's out of the castle, and 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 gets out. And then the bastard, the guy that was with him to get him out, brought him right back in. And fucked him over. And this girl did the same damn thing to that scientist. And he gets his brain fried. And I just thought it was a fucked up episode because what she did. Oh, I, if that story, if they, if they had a show that was about that, I would have liked it. But I don't, I didn't like that. But I think they're going to, somebody wrote her. They're going to bring in Snoke. They're going to bring in how they clone Palpatine, all that kind of shit. So make that a different show. Or make that another. I guess they're trying to another... connect this stuff somehow. I don't know why they have to like the. I never watched Clone Wars, the cartoon, just because I thought it, I don't like animated stuff because I don't. I don't. I never thought it was canon. But he never those... liked animated stuff, and he has a whole wall of comic books. Behind him. I don't like. The can... I never thought it was canon. <laughs> yeah. like, I just didn't think of, like it, the movie should be canon, in my opinion. But those. The cartoons of Clone Wars, I think, made the stories of the original three movies better because they were able to dive deeper. And I think they're trying to dive deeper into seven, eight, and nine to make them more relevant because they did just a bad, such a bad job. So that's what these this storyline is supposed to do is to make shitty movies better. Yeah, I I just I've never been a huge Star Wars fan. We've we've made that clear on this show multiple times Andor to me over the last two years has been the most interesting show or movie that has come out in star Wars. And I know you don't like it, Matt. I liked it because it was different, felt different. The storytelling was better. The dialogue was better. 
it just i feel like we're getting to the point where mandalorian's just relying a little bit too much on like how many how many times can we put grogu in the scene to make it more entertaining how many times can we for me how many times can we like the the whole scene where she's smashing the metal and you see his face like grimacing and stuff like it's so fucking stupid dude it is so yes but it goes i'm getting more angry i i walked into this back to what happened to to put him into order 66 and what happened you know it just carried on a little too long it carried on a little too long because they wanted more grogu jar jar binks to be the fucking savior of grogu when it could have totally been talking about the jedi that saves them that's jar jar binks Yes, no, it wasn't I, you were telling me this. That was like, the actor that played Jar Jar Binks. Yes, it was. That's right. Yes, it was. Oh my yeah. right. So we we walked into tonight's podcast. And I'm like, yeah, Mando wasn't that great, but whatever. It's 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 fine. Oh, it's the more up. and more we talk about, the more and more I'm realizing I but, don't like it. But you get mad if you have a problem with that. In The Last of Us, they had both of the actors who were in the video game in those last two episodes, the last three episodes. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but they, they re- weren't hated characters. characters. I don't care Jar Jar that Binks he, was not I don't, hated. I don't care that it was the Jar Jar Binks is absolutely hated. I love Jar Jar. I don't Binks. care that it's <laughs> I have a the actor that played him. Somewhere. I'm just saying, like that could have totally been an awesome Mace Windu fucking cameo there. That would have been cool. Yeah, but or so I kept thinking. I kept thinking it was a young Mace Windu or something like that, and I realized he didn't have a purple lightsaber. No. Well, Mace Windu wouldn't have been young at that point since. I don't yeah, fucking understand three. the timeline, dude. Get, get, get. I'm watching this for the sheer like enjoyment factor. Like I'm not connecting. But, oh, why are you watching like that? that? It doesn't sound like you're getting any of it. No, it's turning me off. I may not even watch next week. You're gonna watch. Come on now. Yeah, you'll watch. I love Pedro Pascal. He does a great job as the Mandalorian. It's a, it's. I I don't have any issues. Like I get what you're saying about episode one, but I liked episode one. I liked episode two enough. Episode three, I thought sucked. My real only issue with this episode was like the Mandalorians are like these badasses and they're like it seems like that these badasses like they're you know feared and revered around the galaxy to the point where like they nuke had to have their entire fucking race attempted to be wiped out by nuking their planet and they're they can't fucking have the common sense not to constantly have their young ones carried off by a fucking pterodactyl they can't have a common sense to. If there's a giant fucking dinosaur in the water that's going to eat us. Why the this fuck sh- are we playing by the beach? Stay in the fucking the, cave. This my, should happen my to the caveman. One year old daughter knows the stove is hot, not to touch it. These <laughs> motherfuckers are still playing on the goddamn beach when motherfuckers are getting taken away, or they haven't had the common sense to be like, oh well, we need to keep a, a, a jump ship close or a ship close to to shoot this motherfucker down when he comes to take our kids. They're constantly, oh, we're gonna charge at him. With our jetpacks, and then you got this big motherfucker with this Gatling gun on his goddamn back, <laughs> trying to jetpack. Like you're fucking telling me that that's not going to eat up your fuel more because of the how big your ass is and carrying that, that big dude? ass. Gun Looks like me on a fucking rocket pack. Like, like I'm glad. Man. I'm surprised that, that dude can get four feet off the ground. I know he's not a new Jedi, Solo Wookie. I understand. He, I know he's not a new Jedi. But I'm just saying, the actor. That played him <laughs> was also the actor that played Jar Jar Binks. I know he's not a new Jedi. I get that. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, but he wasn't a new Jedi. It could have been Mace Windu. Like, it should have been Mace Windu that did it. It would have been 
so much better if it was Mace Windu rather than him. I understand he's but, not a new well, Jedi. He, he wasn't a Jedi that was in that last in the movie itself. So they just right, I don't know who the fuck that it. guy was. Who was he? Just some dude? Just some Jedi? Mace Windu Jr., maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Mace Windu Jr. <laughs> uh, doing live know. action, yes. Who was the, who's the guy playing the big ass Mandalorian guy? Is that his his name is Killer in <clears throat> I was say Killer in Back or something like that? It's his actual fucking name. And he sounds like uh, Batista, doesn't he? When you hear him in, in the uh with the oh like mask. Dave Batista? Dave Batista, yeah, he sounds like Dave Batista with I understand Mace Windu is presumed dead, but you could it could have been that he wasn't dead. Like they keep talking about bringing him back. It would have been the perfect time for him to reappear right there to show that he saved Grogu. Like he fell but out he the window and hand. saved Grogu. Like, all I here, all I, I see in the chat, little... and no offense, guys, I just see a bunch of fucking Star Wars apologists in the fucking chat. Like it just doesn't like the show's bad. Just because it's Star Wars doesn't mean it has to be good. Yes, it it's does. not good. It's not good. good. It's great. It's boring. It's best. I don't think like I can entertain. I'm more excited about just... Ted Lasso than I do this show. And I'm show not taking apart the lore of this shit. I'm picking apart the practicality of it. Like you fucking know a stove's hot. Don't touch it. You know something's dangerous. Don't go near it. Why the fuck are you still on a beach? With goddamn dinosaurs, you have spaceships. Your ass. Go fucking so. Does this island means nothing they have, to you? They have, so they go have uh, else. shields. They have uh, energy fields. They don't. They shouldn't yeah, get eaten right. by fucking prehistoric animals. Right. If you can have fucking so, you're gonna sit here and tell me you can't have Anakin cut his arm off and shove him out a window, then just pop up to save Grogu. Then why the fuck do you have Boba Fett climbing out of a goddamn Sarlacc pit? To just appear again. He's being digested by a fucking dinosaur or monster, and he can just show up again, but it's out of this question for Mace Windu to come back after falling out of a window. I mean, I don't but think have you so. seen Not how far Wars the fall time. is on on that city? It's 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 thousands and thousands of miles. He'd have been falling forever. What I will say, and I was kind of bummed that it didn't keep feeding into this. There was some mention at some point that all the Mandalorians were being lied to about the state of their home planet. And I was hoping that the story was going to keep diving down that about there's some reason why, they, why they're being lied to and they can't go back there. Some sort of like conspiracy. And that, and I, that piqued my interest a little bit and then no mention of it again. I just, I don't, I don't even care, dude. Like, I understand. I kind of agree with you that there are some Star Wars apologists in the fucking chat. Like, you just don't want to understand. You want it to be good, and it's just bad writing. Well, I totally want it to be good because the first season was incredible. The first season was so good, and then how? This is the third season or fourth? This is the third. See, last season seems like way longer to me than. It, well, dude, it was. It, they took an entire year off because they had Book of Boba Fett. Mm. Maybe that's why I'm thinking of this as season four because I'm mixing Book of Boba Fett's like when it came out in there, which like, turned in, which turned into Mandalorian season three part one halfway through it. 
Like, I just feel like the end of season one was the reveal of Luke coming to get Grogu, right? And Pedro Pascal takes off his mask. Right? That's the end of season season one. Well, season two, he would have been with Luke and Ahsoka appears. No. Season. Yeah. No. Yes. No. No, no, no. (laughs) I'm having a hard time following the timeline. So season two is when he takes Grogu to Ahsoka and Ahsoka says, I'm not going to train him. It's the end of season two when Luke shows up and takes Grogu. No, but you get a bunch of scenes with Luke and Ahsoka and Grogu and then and then Mando gets the Grogu back. When does that happen? That happens in um I want to say that book of Boba, book Fett? Of Boba Fett. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude, this fucking show, dude. This fucking piece of shit show. <laughs> So this season, so what I was reading was this season. Um, so John Favreau wanted to leave because Kathleen Kennedy was getting too involved and then said, Hey, I'll continue doing it, but I don't want Kathleen Kennedy anywhere near Mandalorian because she was a big reason when it says, Hey, you need to get Grogu back to Mandalorian. They need to be together. That's the whole show. These two need to be together. And John Favreau wanted Grogu to be with Luke longer than he was. But that whole thing was sped up in order to get Mando and Grogu back together. Because, well, the problem with this this show, and like we've spent so much time on this show already, more than I wanted to. The problem with this show is that he's achieved his mission. He achieved his mission. He got Grogu with Luke, with the Jedi. Mission accomplished. And now it's like, what is his mission? What is his endgame? What is he working towards now? Yeah, and he, wa- he wants to no longer be an apostate. Yeah, right. Is he so trying he to achieve that Mandalore? pretty quickly? Is he trying to what? What? What are we aiming here for now? I just feel like, honestly, they should have came out and said this is the final season of Mandalorian. No, I don't think it needs to be the final season. That's being a little ridiculous. That's being a little harsh on a couple episodes. Like I said, I overall like the episode. I just feel like practically like there's some stupid choices in here like the fact that they just let the the, this keeps happening that these fucking birds are carrying these dudes away (laughs) is just stupid to me it's it's not practical but again it's like i what are they building towards they're building towards something more they're building towards something bigger i get it but like i just wish we had some sort of maybe i'm just not up on the knowledge enough to know where they're going and what they're building towards. But to say, well, this season is building towards something that's going to happen with Thrawn and happen in Ahsoka. From as much knowledge as I have, if Thrawn shows up, it's going to be like a end of season cameo like Luke does in season two. And then the Thrawn stuff's going to carry over in Ahsoka because Thrawn is more so connected to Ahsoka with, with Ezra and, Sabine and all that stuff. Like the only connection Din Jiren right now has to anything Thrawn related really is the fact that he's palling around with Bo-Katan. Like and well and Ahsoka now too, but that's it. Like I, I guess I don't see the roadmap of where this is going. Like 
to me, he achieved his goal at the end of season two. It was done. And now it, it, it's almost like Marvel. Marvel achieved its goal with Endgame. And now it, they seem lost. And they just seem like they're well, tumbling through the, the fucking let me, plane. Let me clarify my statement of this should have been the last season. What I, what I was trying to say was if the if they announced this was the last season that they could have the season could have felt like it had more weight to it i guess but right now my fear is is that they're going to take 10 episodes which is the whole season just to build up a storyline so they can go into season four and that's what i fear because right now it just seems like nothing's happened well i just i get i don't know i just kind of wish book of boba fett would have established where mando season three was going to go and then they kind of hit the ground running, but I mean, I'm still on board for it. It's only, it's only three episodes, four episodes in. So I'm not going to like sit here. We're and almost like, halfway show, through the whole season. The show sucks. We're almost halfway. We're almost halfway through the whole season. So when is it going to pick up? Six episodes left. It's a lot of episodes left. Yeah. It's not really, not really when they squandered the first four. <laughs> squandered only, only one of them. No, in my opinion, only that only the science. I gave you, I gave you, I gave you an exact reason why they squandered the first one. (laughs) That little plot device, I wouldn't call it squandered. But it's the main plot device of the first episode. Carl Weathers is not squandered. Come on now. But no, I like you got to understand, he's being told by everyone that goes to this planet that the planet is inhabitable. He doesn't know what's sitting there waiting for him. So to get, so if that droid was the only one that could help him. To get IG-88 to why go, was he able to take a different one? Because that bounty hunter. He should have taken IG-88. Yeah, he, he wanted to take IG-88 because IG-88 was a bounty hunter. He, it was a more capable droid. Yeah, so now he took the garbage droid because he had no other <laughs> choice. He needed a droid. So regardless, he didn't have IG-88 to, to be that muscle. So he had to take the so other droid with him. Why not just start the episode? The why not just start the season? Why does it have to be that one? Why does he have to? Why not just start the season with a and look for a more capable droid? There's plenty of droids that are more capable because than the fucking IG-88 dumpster. Is a trained bounty hunter. It's it it's a more capable droid that is prepared for any situation, hostile or not. You're, that it might. But would have been better to take make the episode or the season. Him to find all the parts for IG eighty eight to make him no take two episodes, take two episodes, find the parts, take two episodes. He has to track down this thing, but they just kind of threw it away by saying, "Oh, that's impossible," and take this dumpster thing. They should have just said, "Oh yeah, we'll find it and then fix it and then have him take him." Like it just makes it stupid. I like that it's old technology and they they just can't get everything they need to always fix the situation like. But it that it probably makes the better it more part interesting. about the 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 sequels of seven, eight, nine, and the Mandalorian that they made the tech look so similar to episode four, five, and six, because that was the issue with one, two, and three is that they made it too technologically advanced. But then all the rest of the movies have all looked like similar tech. Old, oh yeah, beat up, you know, for the most part. Yeah, there's so that's a scene. Cool about it. There's a scene in Book of Boba Fett where he's he's looking through his camera. It's like all green and stuff like the and I thought that was pretty cool. No, I, I think what I'm saying is the way I would have written it was first episode. He says, hey, I need these things. I need this droid. 
Okay. And he goes and said, Oh, we can't fix it. And then, and then he, he find he goes to somebody that can fix it, finds out how to fix it and takes him. It just by not taking him by saying in the second episode, Oh, we can't get those parts. It could have been a five minute conversation. Like it's impossible to fix them. You're going to have to figure out something else. And then he goes and gets the garbage droid, but they took an episode and a half to find out that the droid is no good and can't be fixed and then take this dumpster droid instead. It's just a throwaway storyline. Or he could have grabbed, was it the big metal? No, that was Andor. See, now I'm getting droids confused. <laughs> There's other capable droids, though. What are the you ones they have? You have to broach this. Hey, let's resurrect this droid. And Wouldn't it be better off? Let me go to this other planet to resurrect this droid. Oh, it can't be resurrected. But in his mind, Rubbermaid bin. In his mind, from what he remembers, it's a capable bounty hunter droid that is prepared that is prepared for any situation that he has befriended. So then, so, so then it, they should have been able to fix it. Throw it in that storyline that he's able to fix it. The garbage, go after garbage pale droid easily. makes that moot. It's bad writing. It's a moot point. It's called set. It's called working with what you got. It's it's dumb for it to take an episode and a half. It could have been a five to ten minute. But, but it's story only, again. It's only been four episodes. We don't know if that's gonna come back to be a plot point later on. I'm not arguing the writing in that standpoint. I'm not arguing semantics like that. I'm just arguing that. In my point, in my opinion, this episode made the Mandalorians look like a bunch of dumbasses. Thank, thank <laughs> that, you. That's Joe. my point. So Joe's doing, a, yes, a lot of wasted energy for little to no return, and we'll find out if it gets down to episode ten and they never revisit that droid storyline, then it's bad writing. If it comes up later, which I don't see how it can, they come up episode six. Oh, by the way, we were able to fix this thing. Then it's just even more dumb. <laughs> at that point. But if they find some way to resurrect it, like, hey, remember that droid you wanted to fix? Well, we figured out a way to do it, and then he well, plays that a droid big can role fly later. A ship now too. So instead of Bo Katan going after him, he should just fucking had that droid jump in his ship and go fuck that pterodactyl up. Yeah. Does IG eighty eight have ED? Is that why they can't resurrect him? Yes. He has. <laughs> he he well, they... is electrically defect defective. Well, they they put his personality chip back in, and he reverted back to his original programming. Was it right? It's just a long way, a long winded way, to get to where they got, and then to go into episode three and not have the payoff of episode two. Like episode three could have been the last half of episode 10 of this season or something to set up some other storyline or something. It just, I don't know. We spent way too much time on this and I feel like I can go on forever about it. Let I, I really want to change my mood right now. So can we just talk about Ted Lasso? <laughs> I wish you would have stopped a long time ago. <laughs> can we just, I need to brighten my mood. Let's just talk about Ted Lasso. Let's go to Ted Lasso and then I got to jump off here shortly. Cause it's almost one in the morning where I'm at. Yeah. This is the last, this is the last topic. Yes, that exactly solo key, hundred percent. IG Eleven was the go-to because he, he was already Grogu's protector, heavily armored and sensible. They may still be able to fix IG Eleven, but trying to find parts doesn't happen overnight. 
So wait. You're right. So wait. Make it the episode to find it. Yeah. All right. Let's let's talk about Ted Lasso. I watched. This I just hope he comes out with a big old fucking swinging dick on this droid and just like, what's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> I don't know. And like I said, I'm not the one that originated that thought. That came from Kevin Smith. And I said, oh, yeah. And then it made me hate it. <laughs> you just bought into it. You sniffed his butt. I bought, and into, like... I bought into a seasoned scriptwriter. <laughs> what did Kevin Smith say? Oh, yeah. This dude has a point. This dude talked about exactly what I'm talking about on his podcast. And I, and I said that from the get go. I watched his podcast. He said this. And now I realize he farted and I hailed it and I took his opinion. I just feel like in the moment I was blind by by the by Ooh, it's Mandalorian. I was blind by it. And then now well, you how can you be blind by it if you're not into Star Wars? He was blinded because by the I loved light. I loved the first season. It's because his boyfriend it. loves it, so he's gotta love it in return. No, it's like no, it's like that girlfriend things. that she pretends to like what you no. like just so she can like no get you absolutely dicker. wrong. Max has been trying to get me to watch Lord of the Rings for 15 years now. Fuck that mo- those movies. He's been he's been trying to be- make me a Star Wars fan. I'm not a Star Wars fan. There's plenty of things. He fucking has this affinity for Batman versus Superman. I fucking hate Lopez, that movie. I've lost all respect for you now, sir. Oh, what episode one was awesome. The only reason I would say episode two, which was awesome, was weaker than episode one because I wanted to see more Nate. I want to see Nate get like just fucking beat down. I want to see. Nate. I'm waiting for that culmination. From... They're not going to give you all the goods in the first. I know. Two episodes. I know. I'm being very nitpicky at this point, but there was no Nate in this episode, and that storyline is the one that's like intriguing me the most. But the, for the this this is good story or good. I see a lot of writing. reports about episode one too, and the tone of episode one that are out there, and I'm like. Really, have you watched this show? Do you have you really like understood the evolution of this show and the writing of the show and like where they're going with it? And like the fact that Ted is now broken and he is not the overly enthusiastic, upbeat guy that he was, and he's kind of relying on the rest of his team to to pick him back up. Like if you look at love it Ted in season one, where he was kind of like white knighting everywhere, where he was protecting Rebecca from Rupert at all turns, everywhere he could. Now he's so broken and doesn't believe in himself, questioning his existence and himself. That it, it's it's a metaphor. Like he's gonna rise like the phoenix by the end of the season. Like he is, yeah, especially it's the last one rebuilt. So. This is the last season of it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's he he's broken and he's got to find his way again. And that's what's going to be lead uh, to him too. Is they're all going to have to lead on lead on each other to get um Richmond to win it all to win the whole fucking thing. And that's been and plus, a We got Zava. Yeah, it you know. You get a shirt that says we got Zava. Like, thing. It'd be like um oh Jesus Christ, what was it? Major League? They win the whole fucking thing. Well, you already know they're going to win the whole fucking thing it because it, it better. It was foreshadowed in season one. They said, he says at the end of season one, has anybody ever been relegated and come back and won the whole fucking thing? And so 
what happens? Season one, they get relegated. Season two, they're back in the Premier League. Season three, they're going to win the whole fucking thing. Like, mm -hmm. that's I like that. how it's going to happen. But it's a very uplifting show, I have to say. I love this show, dude. I love it so much. Just because every, like, it's a workplace comedy show, but every character is built so well and seems like a real person. Like, you look at the, like, so Bill Lawrence is one of the creators of the show, right? It's, it's, um, the beard and and Jason Sudeikis and Bill Lawrence created the show. <laughs> the beard. And Bill Lawrence is famous for I think Scrubs, right? Was he involved with op with The Office? Matt? Name doesn't sound familiar. I don't know. Bill Lawrence is the creator of Scrubs, so and and everything I know about Bill Lawrence like his characters are kind of like bigger personalities than what tr what like it's so like if you look at JD and and is it Turk? Turk is that yeah. his name from Scrubs? Yep. Those people couldn't exist. They're just so so boisterous and and big. Like they're they couldn't be real people. At least I hope not. Because <laughs> if, if they were and those people were doctors, we're fucked. But <laughs> uh, and I and I'm not trying to say anything disparaging about that show. I'm just trying to put the contrast difference between that show and this show. Then you go into this show where these seem besides the 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 actual players, like if you look at at Danny and uh, like the players are larger than life. Like some of those people don't seem like they could be real people, but your core your core um, characters that are on this picture here seem like real people, and so you're able to you're able to relate to it emotionally in a way that I haven't been able to with another another show in a long time. Would you agree with that sentiment, sentiment Matt? Yeah. Like, it, it's just... And they're so contrastically different from each other. You've got Roy Kent, who's this angry son of a bitch, right? He's just Boy. pissed off at the world, pissed off at his own life. He has everything. But he's so pissed off at the world and pissed off with himself that he ruins one of the bright spots that he has in his life, which is Keely. Oh Christ, I can't stand her. Yes, and but they go. Head. <laughs> yes, but Keely, Keely is pretty much the light in his life, right? And he blows it up because I think of what it's going to come down to. Because it kind of metaphorically refers to it when he when he's saying, "I just got out from Chelsea before." I was kicked out. And I and I think that was metaphorically for the Keeley situation. Boy, that whole when he was talking about Chelsea and leaving the team and everything like that. That was all metaphor for his relationship. So he basically self-sabotaged himself before he could get his heart broken. So it's it, it's foreshadowing that they're going to end up back together by the end of the season. Um then you have Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso, who is everybody sees as this larger than life happy individual because he has all these these you know uh quotes and and things that you know believe or all these things that he says he just seems like everybody and you see it in this picture here he just looks like the happiest guy but what you don't realize it's very much like robin williams right everybody saw robin williams as the happiest guy on the planet turns out he had all these inner demons and the only people the only person that knows about these inner demons is his therapist that he talks to in the first episode who all of a sudden is like sleeping with her patients, which 
You don't know completely. that information to her. She's yeah. asleep. It's just some dude. So so he's very real because I think that's a very real thing that that some of the best people we know like we look at people that we know that have committed suicide and things like that and it's we're blindsided when those things happen, right? Because they seem like the happiest individuals on the planet and they commit suicide. Chester Bennington, Robin Williams, many of these people that you would never think would do it, do it. And that's Jason Sudeikis in this situation. Well, and you don't, you go back and watch season one, the first episode of season one, they talk about how he goes to this small school in football and he has this instant success and turns them around and turns them from losers into winners. And that's why he goes to England. He goes to England with everything in his hand. And as he goes over there, his life falls apart. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't understand the game. He doesn't, he loses his wife. His team gets relegated. He doesn't have his kid. Yeah. It's kind of a, you're watching him, his life fall apart because he goes Uh from on top of the world, optimistic thinking that, you know, he's got the magic touch and he can do it all to failing. You're seeing him have to deal with failure and adversity and how this move has give you know has given him panic attacks he's falling apart his he's his marriage is falling apart like he's not the nothing is really going in his favor up until this point and then you have rebecca rebecca's recently divorced she gets this team which is her husband's pride and joy her ex-husband's pride and joy and her whole reason for existence at this point is to completely burn this team to the ground and then starts to take some pride in it and then starts to take, you know, getting so competitive with her ex-husband to the point where she's um, she's being reckless almost, if you, if you will. I, her going into the bathroom and yelling at Zava was a reckless moment for her. And it works out, right? She had no, she had no idea that this was going to make him flip to join Richmond, right? Then you have beard which is kind of ted lasso's support animal if you will would you would you call beard that like what what beard seems like everybody's like if you have a best friend like that's beard right he's constantly supportive he's constantly there to make sure that his friend ted lasso his best friend doesn't fail he's in a shitty relationship how many best friends do we know that are in shitty relationships yeah. Right. Um, Max, not you now. Previous relationships Max has had. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's not what he was telling me after dinner. Here, but <laughs> well, but I've had story. I've had friends that you're like, you like Beard seems like friends that I've had in the past. And then you've got the the lackey. Like I don't know if lackey's the right word. What what's a uh, Rebecca's assistant that's way in the back there named? Oh, um, Leslie. Is it Leslie? Higgins. 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 You've got this guy that's just like, he is the happiest guy on the show. Like, truly happy, it seems like. And gets shit on all the time. We know people like that, too, right? I don't think he gets shit on all the time. Yeah, they kind of shit on him all the time. Every time that dude says something, the only person that doesn't shit on him is Ted. (laughs) He he doesn't have an office. He moves around all. Yeah, he, he gets bumped from his either. office every time he says something. I think he's just eager to please. Of, that's all. Yeah, he's an eager to please type of guy. But he, when he, when he had all those uh, players at his house, 
for Christmas or Thanksgiving. He was like his kids were there, his wife, you know, like it was he had a good he had a good setup at his house. Yeah. But yeah. He wasn't loyal. Well. He's yeah, very his loyal. professional life. His professional life. He's kind of seen as. But um, Rebecca treats him like shit because he was a loyal person. He was loyal to Rupert. He hid. He took her out to lunch and distracted her from Rupert's infidelity. So therefore that's why she had an issue with him in season one because of how loyal he was to Rupert versus but now he's showing his loyalty to her. So he's kind right. of, what would you say? Like, I'm trying to find a real person that equates to Nate. Like, have we ever mm-hmm. had that person that is like ride or die friend? And then all of a sudden they just kind of leave. Yeah. I think everybody has. Like a like a soured relationship that only and and I and I think everything's leaning to at the end of the season that the relationship's going to be repaired in some some way or form, or maybe it doesn't. If it really wants to be real, maybe it doesn't get repaired. I think it does. I think something happens where he gets outed from West Ham and he gets pissed off, and him and Ted reconcile, and Ted brings him back into Richmond and he helps Richmond beat West Ham. That's what I think the whole metaphor in foreshadowing is in the episode one when he's got the little lego piece off to the side and his son says why is nate up there why isn't he on the sidelines too but you guys can still be friends he said he says you know nate's not with the team anymore and his son says yeah but that doesn't mean you guys can't be friends right and he moves nate back down i think Mm -hmm. that means something's gonna happen and you can already see it kind of nate goes back and forth like he he makes and bashes on ted because he uh, he thinks that's what he gets Rupert to to see him, and I think yeah. Rupert is still very much playing him. Rupert is manipulating him, and something's gonna happen where Nate loses a game or something, and Rupert fires him, and he comes back to Richmond to redeem himself and help Richmond beat West Ham to win the whole fucking thing. Which, by the way, how much time has passed between second season and this one? Uh, a couple of months. Why did Nate's hair go from completely black to completely gray? <laughs> I don't know. In two months. <laughs> Stress. I hate Nate. That could be it. He said to Yeah, but you're gonna Nate is gonna be the reason they win at the end because he is the Wonder Kid, right? Or Wonderkin to whatever. Wonderkin. He's gonna be the reason they win. I agree that goes but that goes back to the Mando thing. Look at the writing in this show. They took a character everybody loved in the first two seasons and by the end of season two you despise him you want him to die you absolutely fucking hate him everybody i talked to about this show is like i can't fucking stand nate like i love nate and then that episode where trent crim finds out about ted's breakdown and he's like my source was nate i was like this motherfucker Yep. I was like, fuck you, dude. Like, I would have stabbed him in the face with a fucking fork <laughs> if I could. He was one of my favorite characters at one point. Beard used to be my v- least favorite character. Now I'm seeing how much ride or die Beard is, and I kind of like him a little bit better. I do not want to see a spinoff show with him, though. But look at look at what Ted, the effect Ted has had on everybody. Like, Roy was this cold-hearted, grumpy man, and he's starting to open up. Jamie Tart was this self-centered golden boy. Everything's about me. I'm number one. And now he's opened up. He's more oh, of he's a quickly becoming one of my favorite characters. Yeah, he's completely 
His hairstyle's Shane. fucking stupid, um, though. I don't know what he's doing there. From season, well, if we one had the choice to have a hairstyle. We would not. We would have that hairstyle, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, JP. <laughs> I'd have any hairstyle. No, I think I think no, I kind of got Keely's hairstyle going on right now. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going for that too. <laughs> like I so am like here for the ship between Rebecca and Ted because you can feel it coming. You can feel that yeah. they're like he slept with Sassy, yes, but like you can feel them getting closer and closer to the point where like she begs him to fight for her. Mm-hmm. And it's just it. The show gets so, I mean, it's taken me to a lot of, like, I've rewatched the entire season, like, four times now, or first two seasons, like, four times now, and I've watched each episode of the new season four times a piece, and, like, it picks something up new every time, and it's just, like, I don't know. I feel it coming. <laughs> it's, yeah. some of, it's some of the best writing that I've ever experienced, I feel like, because... What's so remarkable about this about this show is that Ted Lasso was a commercial character. Like he was created mm-hmm. for a commercial for NBC to sell the Premier League. And to turn it into this, when they announced it, I said, that's fucking stupid. Like that's so on the nose. That's so easy. Like when they announced that the show was coming out, it just thought it was the dumbest idea. American football coach goes to England to coach soccer. Fucking stupid. But what they what they really did well is they it's kind of reminds me of the early seasons of The Walking Dead. Like The Walking Dead was a zombie show, yes. But they didn't focus on the zombie side, they focused on the character development, which was what made that show so great. And it kind of what The Last of Us is doing was doing in this first season as well, right? The the main thing that you think it's a soccer show or a football show. But that's all secondary to the character development. And that's really where great shows come to shine. Right now, I feel like there's no character development in Mandalorian. Like, and it, I like the dynamic you're seeing change too. Like, we would have never seen Ted stand up to Roy the way he did in season one and two when he told, pulls him in the shower and says, Hey, I don't know what your beef is with Trent Krim, but you're ruining something that's bigger than all of this. So you need to squash it. And I have I have a theory about that too. He was so aggressive in that conversation with Roy that I think it was kind of like, "Hey, man, I'm dealing with all this shit in my personal life. This should not be something that I'm dealing with right now." Too did you did you get that sense, Matt? Yeah, but if you're if you're Roy and you are you're dealing with a breakup, do you you got shit you you got going on too? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he got shit on his plate. So does Ted. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, the thing is, is that Roy's being stupid about that breakup. They should have never broken up. He just, like I said, was doing it before he could get his heart broke. Well, there's there's that old analogy though too, as couples that if you you know eventually in different stages in your relationship, one one half of the couple is going to be doing better than the other, like more successful than the other, and that's kind of what what this is. Is it was the, the power Roy was always. Yeah, he was Keely was famous, but she jokes about being famous for almost being famous. And Roy was famous because he was this great footballer. And now the the paradigm shift. She's becoming this hot shot PR person and becoming more and more famous. And people are paying more and more attention to her. And Roy is falling off from being this footballer to just being a coach. So 
is that it, it's an identity shift and it's a, it's a paradigm shift. So if you grow, if you don't grow together, you grow apart. So if you don't learn how to deal with success and support someone in their success, you grow apart. And that's kind of what I feel like Roy and Keely are is that she is, is on the up and he's on the decline, but he's not, he's choosing to not want to let go of that and support her. He's more of a internally like falling apart because his star is, is dying out while hers is rising. Well, I would, I would say, I, I think there's some truth to what you just said, Matt, but I would also add this to it where he is seeing Keely's star kind of rise. But if you look at Keely when she's, when she's not around anybody else and she's actually in the office, she's not feeling as hot as she is what Roy is probably perceiving is right. You know what I mean? So, so there's also a perception base, whereas Keely may be like, Oh, Roy had this big TV deal. He's doing something he loves. He's coaching now. So I think Mm. they both kind of see each other like, Oh, we're being the best that that person's being the best person they can be right now. And I'm not feeling great about myself. Yeah. So I don't want to bring them down, but it's reciprocal, right? They're both feeling the same way about each other and they're both dealing with their own struggles in their professional life you know that the other one doesn't see it's and that's and that goes back to what you were saying about the metaphor is that he got out of that relationship before she got too too big for him yeah and chelsea the same way and now looking back he's like oh man i wonder if i left too early yeah fucker you left keely too early (laughs) he'll be all right he'll be all right but I think he's, he's going to end up with, He'll be all right. What other woman would with, deal uh, with his bullshit? The dude is uh, so angry. The teacher. There are many. Oh, the teacher was kind of into him. Oh, yeah. She'd bag I him think, in a second. But she never brought her back. So I don't think, I wonder. Well, they might come back up again. He might go. Uh, somebody writes him a note in this episode, sends him balloons and stuff, and writes him a note for his oh, birthday. Oh, the C. Well, the who was that from? Note? I thought that was from the players. Lisa. I was trying to remember who Lisa was. I totally forgot about the teacher until you just said something. I thought there. I thought that was from all the players. No, there the C. There's a note that's shaped in the C. Right, I saw that, yeah. but I didn't read who. I I forgot whose name it's, was on it. It's like it's like scrapbook, so it looks like it was done like at an elementary school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it says it says from Lisa. And that's her. It's the elementary. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was trying to remember. There. I was like, who the fuck is Lisa? You gonna get some scotch out there? I just like how many layers there are to this show. There's the sports aspect, which which if you're a sports fan, you'll like it. There's yeah, the relationship aspect. So if you're if you're somebody that's into like relationship type shows, you're gonna like it. There's the comedy aspect. So if you're someone that wants to watch something funny, there's there's that. There's the mental health aspect. So if you're somebody who wants to watch something deep, there it has that. It's just good on so many different levels it has something for everybody it's mrs she goes by her last name in the show yeah but i'm assuming that's who it is because if you look at how the seeds made it looks like it was done in elementary school this is a good show um there was something in the, the the card says is what tipped me off yeah i need to watch it again i've watched it twice and was probably even better the second time because I was able to notice things that I didn't notice before. 
Do you know that every time you see Beard reading a book, it has some sort of Easter egg to the storyline of the show? I did not know that. Yeah, he was talking about it on some show. They, they've been so I scroll through TikTok a lot. That's how I get all these tidbits of information, but not the full picture. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's Liza L I Z A, and it's in the shape of a C, and it says "Plenty of fish in the sea." Get it? So it's like oh, a yeah. bunch of fish on the. Yeah, that makes sense. She's like, "Hey, give me a call when you're ready." Yeah, I love the oh, idea of say, Ted and Rebecca. Doesn't say give me a call when you're ready. It says get it. X. No. X. There's plenty of other fish in the sea. Get it. XX. She's basically saying, "Call me when you're ready." I'm the, I'm one of the other fish. <laughs> I'm in the sea. I'm ready for you. My waters are open. Something else. I don't know what the sea. Oh, plenty of other fish in the sea. Yeah. Sea. Yeah, a lot of people are saying Liza could be the first name of Miss Bowen, the teacher of Roy's niece. Because they have, like, they spent a lot of time together in season two. Yeah, I need to watch that, those first two seasons again. I'm going to watch it with my wife. She hasn't given it a chance. I think she she's one of those people that probably sees it as a soccer show. <laughs> and it's I not that. I love it. But I grew up I, watching it, so I tell you what's funny is that we, my wife and I, didn't watch Although, the show when it came out, and we started is, watching like a couple weeks ago, and and it was two seasons in, and then third season just started a week later, so the, the timing was perfect because we didn't have to wait for it. Yeah, you were telling us that last week how so, you I finished mean, like, the second oh, season. They announced it out of the blue, like all of a sudden there was just a commercial, like, "Hey, guess what? March fifteenth, Ted Lasso." Yeah, just I was like. You can't beat that. Usually, I have to wait for everything. So I was like, "Oh, this is perfect." Because, but now I have to wait for season four. But no, you guys said this is the last one, right? I know who like I know who that is now. Who? It's Liza. not the teacher. Who is it? It's so remember. There's a a blink and you miss it moment. Episode two, where Ted is walking into the the club, and there's that woman, that old lady outside, and he says, "Hey, Lisa, I seen your TikTok. Way to keep that ice bucket challenge alive." It's somebody who works at the club that is like... But you said it's an old lady? Yeah, it's an older woman. Oh, well, that feels less... That feels more... Not very foreskin shadowing. Foreskin shadowing. But, I, yeah, I don't think it's like... That feels less like... Oh, man, we were making but it it's misdirect. Big thing it's... This show is all about misdirect as well. It Like, there's that scene in season two where... Rebecca is t talking to the person, the mystery person on banter, and you don't know it's Sam yet. And it goes from her like smiling and sending it into a picture of Ted walking down the hall on his phone. So yeah. you think it, she's talking to Ted. So it's like they do a lot of this misdirect stuff. Yeah, but it was a deep, that was a deep storyline with Sam to have somebody, some older lady who's not. But this, it, but it's still a deeper storyline with Roy and Keeley because they have the episode in season two where Keeley spends hours with her, the teacher talking to the teacher, hanging up artwork in the school and you start kind of getting that vibe that they like each other. And then they break up. You get that hint of the break of Roy the and the teacher, not Keeley yeah, yeah. and the teacher. Sorry, yeah, Roy yeah. and the teacher. You get that hint at the end of season two that they're going to break up when Roy wants to go on vacation. And Keeley is like, I can't go by yourself. 
you get that hint that their relationship is on the rock. So they kind of put that there. And I, you never, they never purposely tell you her name, her first name. So that's what they want you to think is that like, Oh, well it's the teacher that's responsible for their breakup. And then I think you're going to find out that it's not. And that, that card is just a misdirect like Mm -hmm. they did before. So this is just a woman who is like, fun loving and a prankster that works for the club that's sending that Roy a card, you know, cause she keeps the ice, the ice bucket challenge alive. And she's known for doing like all this stuff. That's like quirky and, and off the wall. And that's what the card is. Like it's quirky and off the wall. Cause it looks like they purposely made it look like a child made it, but it's a bunch of fish in the shape of a letter C. And it says there's plenty of fish in the sea. Get it. XX. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I, like, so uh, much like I could go on for hours, but it's been, this show has gone on for an hour and 45, 48 minutes longer than I wanted it to. Yeah. We planned it to be short. Yeah, we, we, I don't know. <laughs> you guys, we cannot do an hour, less than three hours or at least two and a half for Christ's sake. Well, we can, and we will. God damn it. Hey, what, you guys see, it's a timer. Christ, it's like, like fucking one thirty in the morning at Eastern time. My wife started yeah. sleeping. We're talking about doing a PTI segment for the geek. Go news. wake her up, JP. Go go show her that. Well, I have ED, so there's no point in waking hey, her up. Hey, did you guys see that? Uh, <laughs> that they're thinking Ruby Rose committed suicide. Who? Who the hell's that? Ruby Rose, the original Batwoman. Really? Yeah, she's like vanished. She's missing. No, I didn't see that. She posted something on the eve of her birthday about nothing to celebrate, and then shut off all her social media accounts. Well, just because she. That's why we go for three hours, because we bring up shit like that. Not that it's heartfelt, but we can go into why that happened. I have no idea. That's crazy. Where are you seeing that at, Lance? Daily Mail. I wouldn't believe that. Is that the same place you found the McFarland toys were by Seth McFarland? No, I never said that. <laughs> I just thought it was a different McFarland. Oh. I just used that we know two different famous McFarlands. So, so oh. it's not outside the realm of possibility that this is a different McFarland. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all I was trying to say. No, I did yeah. not think the family guy made those fucking toys. She came TMZ already said. She came back. Ruby Rose said she oh, wanted she to do back. a social media blackout before her birthday, then stayed on social media anyways, causing confusion and some concern, too. Oh, so I'm only getting half the story. Yeah, which is typical. <laughs> this thing is intentionally misleading, what I'm reading. <laughs> Don't blame the article just because you didn't pay attention. But... All right. Well, if you're not watching Ted Lasso, watch it. Jesus Christ, right? It's a great show. All right, Matt. Close this out, buddy. All right. The outro. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast. I now understand why nobody watches this show because we don't know anything about what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> Especially when it comes to Star Wars. We don't know diddly dick about dick yeah we need max on the star wars episodes fucker 
I'm about to put it in a place that we don't fucking talk Star Wars anymore because we don't know shit about it. Stick to what we know, damn it. That's Ted Lasso, apparently, but no. Hey, um, show everybody your shirt. I love that shirt. It's all the X-Men and Scott Pilgrim Scott style. Oh, nice. I love that shirt. But um, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast. Please make sure to check us out tomorrow night over on Saturday Night Special. Um, where we promise to actually have two people that know Star Wars if we talk about it. Uh, make sure to check out the greatest episode of Absolute Game of Nerds uh, that they've released yet because I'm on it. So, best interview yet they've done. Um, make sure to check out their new episode. Like, I was so good they couldn't even give me an episode. They're like, look, we got to cut it back. It can only be a bonus because we just can't have too much of this greatness on our show. Presentation. Yeah, special presentation. We can't have too much of this greatness on our show might overshadow it's us a so worldwide event you know we're trying to build them up get them started i don't want to take all their shine right off the bat so i was like all right it. that's fine we'll 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 just you know dim my spotlight a little bit to help brighten you i'm the, that's the kind of leader i am that's the kind of guy i am i will dim my spotlight to make somebody else brighter that's and i have done that with jp and his ed so <laughs> <laughs> until next time i am matt i am lance and JP. <laughs> JP Swing. stands at attention. Uh, well, thank you everyone in the chat, and we'll see you guys next time. All you freaks and geeks. Come all you freaks and geeks. Let's listen to Absolute Geek. Absolute Geek. We'll go ahead and spread our cheeks. Spread the cheeks. And drink and some Cosby wine. <laughs> we'll Come drink on, some Cosby wine. It makes me feel real fine. <laughs> to hear you 